everybody, and welcome to episode 556 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Richard Sansom Memorial Studio of oh. the Airwaves. Dick Sand. If you want it to be the Your Name Here Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level or join us at anything down to the $5 level if you want to get bonus shows. Mm. Like the ordering where we talked about our games of the year hey. uh, and how we picked them. And our brand new conversation about I uh, had with Adam of Padukin about Godzilla minus one slash what the fuck's happening with the American box office? Who dares speak? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes, uh, I am <laughs> controversial Twitter ad Chris Antista. <laughs> <laughs> Other host front and center. Maddie New Year, Matthew oh, Allen. Perfect, perfect. All right. Well, thank you for all for joining us. On this this new year of 2024, Woo. new year. There's so much possibility. We can talk about stuff that we are anticipating in the year ahead, which we will start this show off with, with the top five. And, uh, you know, think about what's going to happen in the next 12 months that we will eventually be counting down our... Top 10 games of the year again. Oh, it's I, so I think, exhausting. I think the, the highlight of this year is aging poorly and mm. playing with formats. Mm -hmm. Yes, and playing with formats. So we are going to mess with the format a bit this week. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to alarm you, but we've been doing this for a long time, over 10 years. Mm -hmm. And 10 years, I, I feel like, you know, we took the the top five that we typically do as the the way we typically do it about as far as we could i was starting to feel like episodes were kind of being phoned in sometimes so we want to play with it a bit we want to it's, it's the nature of regular content man i i mm -hmm. saw some big content creator saying like this is not just hard it's like soul sucking because like i have, i don't want to chase trends i want to make stuff that it, appeals to me <laughs> and, mm. but you you know on a weekly basis you kind of get there but how do we make that better and easier for us and one of my format things if i always try and chime in with a dumb thing that happened to me this week in the beginning controversial twitter ad was that it or no oh no i well i did if we really wanted to fuck with the format i have like top five hilarious twitter ads now that everyone has abandoned the platform oh, god they're do the you, worst. what do you want the jack off pants or the <laughs> Make my mom sperm stealing. Steal <laughs> sperm from a trash condom. That's an ad on Twitter. What the fuck? Holy fuck. In addition to like unethical, non-consensual undressing apps. What is going on with that fucking platform? Why are people still there? That's what BGA happens when, uh, when Disney doesn't want to advertise anymore. <laughs> Literally stealing semen from a trash. The videos are hysterical. The jack off Jesus pants Christ. are real. How do you can you jerk off easier in public? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was like a, a, a pixelated boat uh, <laughs> Photoshop or something. Like, no, 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 this is real. This is this a real is a website product you can buy. Uh, Reputably advertised mm -hmm. on major, <laughs> major companies' pages. Uh, we no, are, but, uh, but we're not going to make. Here's, here's my theme. The thing that happened to me today, like just before we started, okay. uh, is eating food and oh, aging. No. Aging seems to me to be like the thing of the year. I'm eating my food. And I don't know if you have uh, AirPods, wireless AirPods. So ear far, this is all very relatable. Eating food, aging, AirPods. Keep going. AirPods. It falls out of my ear. And before it can go under the table or into my food, I catch it in my crotch by closing my legs as mm -hmm. fast as I can. Yeah. And That's how you during do. that, I Mr. Belvedered. Oh. I brock tuned. <laughs> crushed my own saggy 43-year-old nuts in a way I've never done before. Like... How is this happening for the first time? And so you've done it in other ways? Over, Is everything all right, sir? 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about this age. My cat knocked my remote off the table, back of the remote on the batteries, went under the couch. I'm like, I'm never getting that again. I'm going to buy a new remote. I'm not, <laughs> my back sucks. I'm not crawling around to go get that. I'm, <laughs> this sucks. And yes, it's just I'm, gone. Yeah, it's gone. gone. It's, go- it's yeah. gone. I'm yeah. not lifting yeah. the couch I, to get that. I want to take a moment to reassure the listeners. We are not ditching the top five. We are still doing no, the top no, no. fives. We, but we do want to try different things with it rather than what we usually do. The sound heavy, very long uh, dissections of a topic across five No, Ma- Michael has been doing like fucking hour-long YouTube essays where we we get to occasionally chime in, but the bulk of the work, which every single week, 500 times, I think I, I wanted to I wanted to take a handle on it every once in a while. Yeah. And and I was like, I don't want to do it like Michael does it. And yeah, so you are you are driving this week. I am I am standing I, yeah, supposedly. Back. Yeah, but it's, I can't do any of this without you guys because uh, we're well, yeah, looking it's at a our group show. Our top our top five most anticipated games of uh, twenty twenty four. I have Asterix early twenty twenty four games that have been announced. Games that will actually make twenty twenty four. We I think we all said like ah, that Elden Ring DLC. But we don't know fuck yeah. all about it. There's <laughs> nothing, true. there is nothing, literally nothing other than the title. Not even a screenshot of what that is. It's true. But that that is, I think, our, our most anticipated. Just we have nothing to say about it at this point other than, hey, isn't Elden Ring awesome? Don't you want to yeah. play more Elden Ring? I'd like to have more Elden Ring. Yeah, there. We talked. That is the extent of what we can say at this point. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it actually, that's, that's going to be me for most of this stuff because, like, I have a... I guess it's a good habit if you're me, but it's bad if you have to talk about games on podcasts. Like, my whole deal recently is, like, if I'm hyped for a game, I... Yeah, don't tell me. Try to, I do a media blackout about that game for myself. I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to know anything mm-hmm. about this game until it comes out. Until, you know, like, I have a chance to play it. And so, like, a lot of these games, like, I know they exist. And yes, I've yeah. probably seen some trailers, but, like, I know, I know for a fact one of these games has, like... A full-on, like, almost hour-long, it's like a deep dive, yep. there's a, a huge write-up, and I'm like, nope, not looking at any of that, because I, I want right. to wait till the thing comes out. You no, know? Matt so. what, what was notorious about, I don't want to know, don't tell me anything about Tears of the Kingdom, like, dude, you need to see this fusing shit, like, don't tell, I, I don't want to know. <laughs> I, I need to see it when know. I play it. Yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't, don't tell me. And, like, I, that sounds too Dead Rising, I don't want to know anything else. And uh, look, I've and never we, said that sounds too Dead Rising. If anything, I would say that sounds like Dead Rising, which is amazing. And give me more of that. This and, and and in this case, I think probably working in press a little bit. I think Michael and I are conditioned. You kind of can only trust official sources. There's so much weird shit. Having just Googled these, like everything we know so far about Rick and Morty season eight, like you don't know anything. You're parking no, no. on that's a an URL. Empty article. That's yeah, that's an empty article. They're parking for SEO. Like, yeah, and that, that's what yeah. sucks. Yeah. yeah. And so, so, uh, yeah, I, I tend to adhere to official like streams and game awards, E3, whatever. What is, is summer games fest stuff like that? Because when I hate spoilers, and official studios won't give you those. YouTubers will fall over, fall over eleven thousand times trying to give you a spoiler. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, I, I tend to try and stay clear of spoilers, and we'll we'll be doing the same for you, including games. <laughs> Some of these guys might be more intimately familiar than they can even talk about. <laughs> That's true. Well, I could probably spoil one of them, which I won't. Beginning with number five. Even in the darkest hour. 
Do not lose hope. Yeah. Pop, pop! Prince of Persia is back, baby, <laughs> with the Lost Crown, which by the time you hear this will be, what, two weeks away? Something like that? Two weeks away, and I think... Uh, I I didn't look into that, but you can play the demo on the 11th. Yes. I don't know if that's exclusively on Ubisoft or whatever. It'll be available on all platforms that the game is coming out for starting January 11th. I also know it's launching on the 18th, but it's launching on the 15th if you have a Ubisoft Plus subscription or you get the Digital Deluxe Edition. And and yeah, like, I haven't played it. I haven't... If we're pulling back the curtain... Guys, I never ask you about behind-the-scenes information. Am I right? I know not to do that. Yes. When I was in that position, I didn't want to be asked. I didn't want to say. And I read all these things like, Prince of Persia... I have it listed as dude where's my crown the lost the lost crown <laughs> the lost, it, crown, the lost yes. crown i'm trying to entertain people in my dock three two people and it didn't work i liked it I everybody it who previewed it was like this is fucking awesome it's from mm-hmm. the rayman team yes it's a fantastic mm-hmm. and i'm like michael everyone says this is awesome and he's like it is so that's all i can tell you off mic <laughs> michael confirmed like <laughs> you're going to like this so that's something worth highlighting off the record michael's like you're gonna like this. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, we should we should peel the curtain back a little bit if you don't mind, Michael, and if you do mind, you can edit this out. Is mm-hmm. like, so just because I work at Sega, I don't work on every game at Sega, right. and so I don't I don't know about every game at Sega. I know about Sonic, mm-hmm. right? Michael, even though he's on Ubisoft's editorial group, he's not assigned every game that Ubisoft is making, right? And so there might be upcoming releases Michael can speak more about than others, you know? Just to make sure there's no confusion, I'm not on the editorial group. That's, like, way higher up. I'm on Ubisoft News. We write for the website news.ubisoft.com. And one of the things that I have covered a lot is Prince of Persia, Lost Crown. uh, Long before you worked at Ubisoft, we were both huge fans of... That whole Ubisoft saga, even the Gyllenhaal verse. Uh, <laughs> I forget what that game is called, and I know it's not based on Gyllenhaal. Uh, it it but came out around the same time as the movie, but it was it was like an interquel. The Forgotten Sands is what you're talking. Yeah, about. and it's there has been no eight or lower Prince of Persia. They're all very fucking good, mm. and to shake up the format like this into something two like two D. Which is going to be like way faster yeah. than most Prince of Persia two point five D. Sorry, two point five D. But and it is a big, big Metroidvania. It is a lot of exploration. You get time powers. Those powers will open up new areas for exploration. You will fight some cool, huge bosses. The movement, in particular, is super impressive. Like it just it feels very fast and fluid and responsive. The combat is a joy. It made it made me think immediately of Devil May Cry, where I'm just like uh, slapping guys into the air and then jumping up for juggle combos. Uh, yeah, and that's because I think the criticism of a uh, Pop Pop 2008 was like, remember you can't die. Like a an, mm. your angel friend comes and pulls you out of pits because it was so big. It was really easy to have like a fail condition that combat sort of took a backseat to platforming. Whereas this looks like the opposite, and yeah. I I didn't know until <laughs> looking into it. It doesn't lean on the sands of time because only your enemy has that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> you're, 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 the antagonist is the one wielding the ability to, like, what the fuck does that mean? Jesus Christ, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for a, a harder... I, even, I saw Jordan Mechner excited about this because yeah. this more resembles Prince of Persia's roots than anything we've seen in the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, it, 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 there's the opportunity for a lot of really interesting stuff 
to happen when when other people are messing around with the time stream uh yeah. from you know from your perspective and you are not playing as the prince so i should say that the prince is prince hassan and uh you are sargon one of the immortals who's sent to protect and rescue him after he gets kidnapped. It's in Mount Kaf, which is, it's based on like a mythological, a thing from Persian mythology, which was like this citadel of wisdom and knowledge. And mm. uh, so, yeah, you have like this palace and this library, and there's like also a uh, forest and a bunch of other outlying biomes that you can explore. It's a lot of fun. The platforming, there's a lot to it. And some of it is really demanding. And if you've played like Rayman Legends or Rayman Origins yes. and you liked hunting for skull coins or like yes. threading your way through spike beds and traps and stuff, like there is a lot of that where you can like go a little bit off the beaten path and look for a reward, but you're going to really have to work for it. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And I don't have to. Yeah. I was reading an interview with Game Informer today actually about it. And uh, they talked to the game director. And one thing he said was like, yeah, we wanted, there's like a musicality to the movement. And like when, when people in meetings were talking about the way that like Sargon should like jump between walls and sort of, you know, parkour off them, like mm. inevitably they started gesticulating like conductors. And <laughs> so, wow, yeah, like realizing that like, oh, there's, there's a rhythm to it. It's not a rhythm game, but there's sort no, of like a, a music uh, that you can transpose onto it. I'm trying to figure out what... 2D combat game it reminds me of and it totally something semi-recent but it's right up my fucking alley and it's like what do you call that like one of those multiverse pathways of where the original Prince of Persia could have gone instead of mm. 3D even though we have one of those coming anyway so it's like man this is a future's never been better for Prince of Persia hell yeah, yeah. happy about that yeah I'm, I'm really excited to see what people think of this when it's in the wild pop 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 I'm just realizing like <laughs> Are we going to be able to keep calling these Metroidvanias if neither Metroid nor Castlevania <laughs> produce any new games? Like yeah, that's that. a good point. They set the the formula, but at what point does that become irrelevant? Like Metroid is still fair, fairly fresh in people's minds with Metroid yeah, true, Dread. With Dread but, yeah, yeah, yeah but. and, and uh, yeah, who and knows? Whenever the next Prime upcoming is Switch. <laughs> Upcoming Switch 2 exclusive, Metroid Prime 4. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> the reason it's not on this list, folks. <laughs> Prettiest logo ever. Um, um, next up. Speaking of fours. Number four. I, I meant I meant to intro this myself because obviously that was in all Japanese. Mm -hmm. But I have yes. slowly gotten into the Like a Dragon, formerly Yakuza series, and one of the reasons I didn't is because it looked very serious. <laughs> mm. And as oh. I played them more and, and learned how serious. how playful yeah. they are, this trailer more than any of the others is like, dude, get ready to have an absolute fucking blast because it's so silly yeah it's, well, it's such a fun trailer i, I think like I, I shouldn't say it's not serious so a right, lot right, of the right. the mainline yakuza games like if you just go through the story it can be serious as a heart attack typically the main story is pretty yeah, it's, it's it's melodramatic but it's yeah. very serious it's it's always like a gritty crime story and then all of the side stuff is yep. where you're like 
you know, is redonk. Yeah, helping a man in diapers reconnect with his son or something like yeah. that. Ch- chasing dudes who just stole a new Dragon Quest game from some little kid mm-hmm. on the streets of Tokyo. Like it's before like, you become the biggest member of the Japanese mafia, I need you to become a slot car champion. Yes, and, it's very important. Well, that's, and that's the, you have that's to help other... your friend look cool in front of the kids he's racing. Against. And if you listen, I mean, to that's that sound, the other running it, joke of the series, it, though, is you're not the biggest member of the Japanese mafia because right. Kiryu was in the, the he was in the Yakuza for like a day and then he got kicked out. And the mm-hmm. series has been his exploit since not being in the Yakuza. It's like he was he was the chairman for literally a day and they still call him like the fourth yeah. chairman or whatever. Well, and, and if you if you listen closely in that trailer, you can hear him singing. Breaking the law. <laughs> My yeah, dude. He, he, they, they like put that very slightly in the trailer. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, dude. No, this this obviously so Sega employee here, but again, this is a great example. I don't work on this game. I know the guy who does, and and I could find on info, but again, I'm in my self imposed media lockdown because I love these games. Yeah. Uh, obviously, loved the kind of prequel to this game mm-hmm. um, that that came out last year. And so I'm, but this the is the one who that combines the man who erased his name. This is the one that combines the two protagonists from the last, like a dragon game, which was where they introduced the turn-based RPG combat uh, with Kiryu, who's been the protagonist of the series the entire time, along with like four other guys, but whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, the fact that they have these two com- uh, protagonists, the fact that Kiryu's back, I'm, I'm super excited for um, it is proving to be a gigantic game. Like, it's looking huge, which I love. Like, if you played Like a Dragon, Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, the last one, um, and this gets confusing because in Japan they've always been called Ryugagatoku, which means Like a Dragon. But anyway, uh, what we know in the West is Like a Dragon. You will probably remember how big that game was. Like, that that game I believe I put 80 hours into, maybe more. It's very easy to do so. And, And I would imagine this game will be the same. Um, as Chris mentioned, there is a little bit of zaniness they've been shown in the trailers of like mm-hmm. this game so takes fun. place on on Hawaii, like yeah. the island, right? <laughs> and um, there's a lot of crazy like <laughs> I think the, what was it was it the teaser or was one of the first trailers shows like Ichiban waking up naked yeah. in Hawaii, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charlie Sheen we Navy Seal style. We were it's all like trying to Austin figure out like Powers where is this? Is it Hawaii? Trailer. It looks like Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's so, people yeah. speaking English there. It was. Uh, I know getting into Yakuza was a slow burn for me. It wasn't so much a slow... Before Matt ever worked at Sega, he just, like, ate up... He found during one the pandemic. Yakuza. I played Zero, and it kicked... I was like, wow, I want to play every single one of these now in quote-unquote order, even though I know Zero is a prequel that right. came out much later than the others. But it, So I did the Zero and then the two Kiwami games and then played that collection of 345 and basically just played my way through. And the only really exposure I had had to that series before was I played six really briefly when it came mm-hmm. out and I was like, what the fuck is this? It's insane. Um, <laughs> but I didn't know what, what was going on. Cause it was obviously like the sixth entry in a, in a long running series, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, but yeah, I, I, that whole year, 2020, basically, I think I played through every game that had been released up to that point and started on judgment, you know, which is the, the spinoff series. So uh, well, I, I just especially liked all the new trailer materials for the because it's something I had to slowly find out through you and Dave and other people of what really is contained in a Yakuza game. Do you want to play all of Outrun? <laughs> Why would I thought this is a mafia game? Like it's it's all this really fun and silly open world stuff in addition to a pretty compelling storyline about 
rise and falls in the uh, organized crime. And that the new trailer leans into like, it's, I think, getting the name Yakuza out of there. Mm-hmm. Just like, it's like a dragon. This is what the series is about. I thought that the new trailer was a little more what I find appealing about the series. It's because it's, it's not unlike GTA in that sense. You can you can kill eight people and then go see Ricky Gervais at a comedy club, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I always felt, I, I know I've said this before, but from my admittedly limited experience with the Yakuza series, the impression I get is like, it's a crime game, but you you play as a character who goes out of his way to not commit any crimes. Like, Moral short crime. of brawling in the street, like, that is the worst thing that you do, is attack people who are attacking you already. Yeah, and if Batman's a hero, mm-hmm. you know, come on. Yeah, exactly. By making paraplegics of <laughs> hundreds of people. It is funny wow. how, like, it's implied, like, yes, you're the member of this, or you're not the member, you're an ex-member of the Ox, and it's like, well, you know they are doing crimes, but mm-hmm. the game's never really addressed the crimes the good gangsters do only the bad gangsters and the crimes they're committing those are the serious ones that you have to take down you know it's not the crime it's the corruption and the dishonesty that i don't (laughs) right right that's what i resent that's what and and like both of the the protagonist main protagonists of the series uh kiryu and ichiban like they both start off the series going to prison and then coming back to like a changed world where they're no longer in the yakuza and Ichiban in particular does something that, like, Yakuza do all the time, which is, look, someone committed a murder and we need to give the police some low-level guy to go to prison for it, so you're it. So go, go confess. Japan. You'll be away for yeah. five years. You'll mm-hmm. eat better than you ever have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be awesome. Mm-hmm. I'd go to Japanese prison rather than pay rent. Mm, I wouldn't. That sounds but... awesome. <laughs> anyway, at, at, anything else to say about... I look, no, we're, we're, I, well, we're excited soon. for this, and it's yeah. It's the, right I mean, around. the last when thing to say is it's coming quite soon. So uh, with it, it, within and, and a matter if of I weeks, wasn't clear, a lot of this skews heavy to to really hard confirmations early in the year. Yeah, the stuff that we're excited for is going to be out in a, in months at most, and then we're not going to have anything to look forward to. Well, there's I, I there's wish, a couple of exceptions. There's there were so many things like uh, that. The Game Awards, is, I think, has changed something in that like it's a big trailer showcase and you see all these non-gameplay two-minute movies that say coming this year like there is no information on this and there hasn't been for two years (laughs) we talked about this when formulating the list we probably should have done it in the show setup but like when we say most anticipated due to the nature of games marketing nowadays like most games don't get announced with until like six months of their release right so we have no visibility on any of the holiday releases. Like pretty much yep. this this list is everything is at the first half of the year because that's what's been announced because that's mm-hmm. what game marketing you know campaigns are nowadays. Yeah. And so like it's really tough to say, oh, what's coming the rest of this year is like I fully expect there's going to be stuff announced at like Summer Games Fest in oh, yeah. June that mm-hmm. we'll get we that'll be for the holiday that we'll be hyped for. But like before then, it's like I don't know, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I, I should say one of the entries on this list just has a flat 2024 release date. It does. Those all. are the ones yeah. that make me nervous. Because like, oh, those it, are the it, ones that's like, I think we've been burned before in the show, and we we tried oh, yeah. to avoid titles like you that. You mean how like, we had Zelda in our most anticipated right. three, four years yep. in a row? Yeah. Yep. Like, like, whenever <laughs> I don't have a date, bad. I'm like... Mm. Yeah, and I don't regret it at all, because yeah. I was mm-hmm. anticipating it that year. Hey, another doesn't, chance to talk about it. Why not? Doesn't mean I wasn't anticipating it, so there. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, but yes, when, and, and when is this coming out again? What's what's the date? January 26th. 26th. Wow, right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, 
This one is slightly further away. Number three. It's upon us. The reunion. When worlds merge. I'm waiting, Cloud. He said his name in English. Well, he also, <laughs> I he made also a generation away. of nerd girls horny and I talk like this <laughs> now. They they also straight up in this trailer for the new Final Fantasy remake, Born Again, blah, Final blah, blah. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Seven, yes. Rebirth. They confirmed, like, if you guys remember, like, when the last remake title came out, there was just a lot of speculation of, like, here's what we think is going on and here's what we th- how we think they're rewriting the story. And, like, straight up in this trailer, like, with lines like worlds colliding and merging, it's like, oh... Is there going to be a multiverse aspect to this? Like, are they admitting that the events of the original games still happen and this is alternate timeline? Yeah, they they have been heavily hinting that something happened to create an alternate timeline. So this is just me who put this on the list and did a mild bit of research. And again, I have not played Final Fantasy VII, the original, but I have experienced a lot of it through cultural osmosis over the last 20-something years. I'm kind of familiar with the characters in the story. A lot of it was lost on me in Final Fantasy Remake, but I caught up. We did a show on our Patreon with uh, mm-hmm. Carolyn Pettit. Yes. She, that, yeah, and, and elaborating more on that. And that's why I'm glad you and Matt are here, because uh, at the end of the game, it like is heavily reliant on the prequel, you to know about the prequel Crisis Core, which the remake to that had not been out yet and wasn't playable in any way, uh, that, holy shit, something weird is about to happen. Mm-hmm. So... Somebody is hulked out of their body like Avengers Endgame, essentially, and something happens with... Cloud stole his personality from the character from... What's the... Man, what's the, what's the Final Zach? Fantasy? Zach. Yeah, yeah, no, the Final Fantasy... What's the remake called? I forgot. Because like, it's on my list. Crisis one, Core remake. Crisis uh, Core remake, the one I loved last year. That, yeah, uh, and I yeah. again, if you didn't hear me on my Game of the Year podcast, like for some reason, all remakes fall by the wayside for me for new stuff to new stuff, especially $60 remakes. Mm-hmm. But now it's not $60, and I have, like, fucking a, a month to catch up. So yeah. I'm, I'm, Although that, that is not a remake in the same sense that Final Fantasy VII no, remake is. but it's, it's it just... seems to be super important to... It was super important to include that moment to show not only are things going to drastically deviate, they're going to deviate before the game even happens. Because certain things that happen in the Final Fantasy remake are, like, Advent children references. People including Cloud, know and sense things that have only happened in the sequels to Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I feel like if you don't know the events of Crisis Core, don't know about Zack Fair, mm -hmm. you're going to be missing a lot lot of the references the last game made and seemingly this upcoming game. And so it's like, yeah, it does behoove you. Like, even though this is based theoretically in a different timeline than the events of the original Crisis Core, it's like you kind of got to know about... I mean, Zack is... I mean, I, in Final Fantasy, like they refer to Zack, like that's a big part of Cloud's storyline. I, I should yeah. make it clear, like I, I don't think we were saying that, like you need to play this in order to understand, because I think that's a mark no, no, of not failure. At all. Um, but like you, you absolutely can understand what's going on in Final Fantasy VII Remake. You will just get more out of it. Oh, a if lot you more. You know about yeah. this stuff. You, it you'll was you'll my, understand it was... a lot more of his relationship with uh, Aerith. Mm-hmm. That that gets explored way more in Crisis Core um, than it does in just even the references made in the original Final Fantasy VII. So, who who isn't? It's I thought it was hilarious. They're calling this whole three or four uh, editions of the remake 
this is the fifth edition of whatever this, including Dirge of Cerberus and Advent Children. They're all part of the same story. Hmm. And I didn't need to know any of that for Remake to be on my top the top three games of uh, two yeah. years ago. It was amazing. I read something in IGN talking about that it's been confirmed, like, this is going to end in the Forbidden City, Forgotten City, whatever it's called, the place mm-hmm. where a bad thing happens at the end of the second disc in the original I guarantee game. it's not happening. Uh, we, like, it's it's been hinted, like, yeah, it, may, it might not happen, but it it's, might still. I'm sure it can still happen, but it's not going to happen the way it did before, because... Mm-hmm. Because that wouldn't be that interesting. A much lesser event did not occur in the Final Fantasy timeline. It's it's fascinating. But even beyond that, the game was amazing and hyper, but I don't think to its discredit, hyper linear. This game is all about opening up the world a little bit. So you'll have a way bigger open world, mm-hmm. which is something I think Final Just Fantasy has really be- benefited from. It better fucking happen, otherwise my Cloud Tifa slash fic is uh, no longer applied, and that's just going to piss me off. <laughs> Sorry, and- you're going to have to take Barrett on a date in Golden Saucer. And Eris lived <laughs> and married Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I actually, you know, I think there's an incentive for that not to happen. If Sephiroth understands, you know, he seems to have some awareness that this is an alternate timeline, and it might... I was in Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, he might. He might understand that it's like, it's not in my interest... To murder this character, because that proves to be my undoing. Spoilers. The, the only thing they haven't tried that I'm wondering if they're going to try, and I don't know if the, if I would like it, is a redemption arc for Sephiroth. Hmm. Like, like what if, what if he's behind all this? What if he's trying to change his destiny? And, yeah. And try to it, come up with a better... Like, he's he's actually like Cain in Legacy of Cain Defiance or something, where it's like, <laughs> you think I'm the bad guy, really, I'm fighting against the powers that are keeping us enslaved. That's right. And I can't believe you referenced Legacy of Cain Defiance. This is not the first time. <laughs> I want to say to non-fans, the gameplay is fantastic, and you should be looking forward to this. Yeah. Don't worry about understanding the story. The trailers make it seem like this is going to be hilariously batshit mm, and go yeah. completely off the rails. Super over the top. It looks like they're doing something like the opera scene from Final Fantasy VI. Uh, I, I'm very excited to see what they're up to. I mean, what do you think is going to happen in a multiverse situation? It's not le- exactly like we haven't seen other Final Fantasy characters cross over with other Final Fantasy characters, but not in a mainline narrative way. Have we seen that? Hmm. Ever, so uh, as far as I know, I could be in, I could be yeah, incorrect I, on that. I don't, I don't think they're. I didn't mean to say they're crossing over with Final Fantasy. VI I I think that's it. totally in the cards. You Why wouldn't it do? be? Yeah, I don't know. Different worlds. Why doesn't Superman hang out with the Avengers? <laughs> what I is think, more impossible? Different worlds or different timelines? I think there's enough crossover though, just with the existing characters, like with Zach coming back. So like mm-hmm. Zach and Yuffie have a history that has not ever really been explored outside of crisis core yeah. and so like if and you played Zach the and Tifa. yeah that's true and so if you if and you Zach played the intergrade dlc you saw yes. that like they they gave yuffie like they really explored that character and this is my psa to, to all you listeners like go play that dlc if you didn't because it kind of came out mm-hmm. you know after the original release and like it's really good and it's not that long but it's still substantial amount of content mm. like intergrade Inter- well, the Intergrade DLC, yeah, 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 which I think now if you buy the game, like you can kind of get a bundle. Better include the, the PS5 it. version includes it, I think. There you go, yeah. there you go. But um, yeah, that that's more like I'm like I I don't know that they need to go outside just even the the new crossovers within the Final Fantasy VII 
universe. That, I will that bet you $50 that they will. You'll at least be summoning Cecil and mm. <laughs> Titus and uh, the Pulse Val C from 13. Big hit. Big yeah, hit. Yeah, everyone loves Every, the, the Pulse Everybody remembers it. <laughs> Um, lightning. Yeah. Light, some wait. Like, are you telling me they're going to say somehow lightning returns? Yes, I'm telling you. Like, Eris is Eris is about to die, and what's his nuts is going to bust it. I've come up with a new recipe and <laughs> blast through the wall. Yeah, can't believe I've never seen anyone make that reference before with lightning return. <laughs> somehow lightning, somehow return. lightning return. Again, oh. my favorite experience. I'm playing the opening of Lightning Returns. My know nothing about video games girlfriend walks in and just sits there for 10 minutes and says kind of horrified is this how all video games are like <laughs> no just square ones yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know the way you said somehow lightning return just made me realize like i really suddenly want to hear donald trump say somehow palpatine return <laughs> somehow <laughs> palpatine return beautiful palpatine <laughs> He'll say that about himself. Somehow I returned. Palpatine came up to me in tears. Said you did such a better job. I'm going to be the emperor, but only Much one day. It's like fist. one day is all it takes, asshole. One day. <laughs> one day and then another day. I decree. And suddenly I talk like Jerry Lewis. That's his Jerry version Lu- of like getting infinite wishes from a genie. Like I'm going to be a dictator one day. Mm-hmm. One day is all you need. Mm-hmm. Sephiroth came up to me and said, you, Mr. President, showed me the secret of MAGA. <laughs> it's so dumb. I can't stop. It's so dumb. All right. I told you the Sephiroth, format would be dyed weirder. His hair. I told him, keep the silver. The silver looks good on you. <laughs> Everybody says the silver's good at me. Everybody How come no one's complimenting the silver? <laughs> Calling down a beautiful meteorite. <laughs> Avalanche has been very unfair to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Number two. It's a witch hunt. The underworld shows no mercy. But it's a big galaxy out there. And I'm going to risk it all. Uh, Star Wars Outlaws. Once again, Star I need to remind Wars. people I do work Star- for Ubisoft. Um, Star Wars. But I do not cover this game, so forgive me if I don't know as much as I should. I know well, there's, some There's things. not exactly a lot of information to go on because mm-hmm. nothing has been revealed yeah. well, since the reveal yeah, since, of the game. Since the, well, the, game, the, the gameplay trailer that uh, you know, showed but up. But it, it was a lot of stuff. It was, yeah. a, it was, it was a big yeah. trailer and then like 20 minutes worth of Gameplay walkthroughs and uh, developer interviews. Yeah, we used and, to call those 101 trailers at Ubisoft. Uh-huh. Make, it's basically like we're here to tell you everything you need to know to look forward to this game. Well, we it, did it, one it, of those. It's mildly important because I think I said that back when it was in like 2021, Ubisoft announced this, like when we we're under full lockdown. So I have no idea how long this has been in development for. And I'm only saying that because. This is the only one with a nebulous 2024 date. Is this massive, Michael? Is, That's it the, is it's massive. massive. Yes. It's it's the creators of the division, and I always said like well, I am loving playing this weird version of Destiny. This is a very very good game wrapped in a license. I don't care about it all. But also Tom the creators Clancy. of Avatar. So now they yeah. they must yeah. have like two developers huge of teams at that studio, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, 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 both, well, both with Disney. 
And I, I said, I said, imagine if they get a hold of a license I do care about. And we didn't get a lot of chance to talk about it. That Avatar game is really fucking cool. And one of the pre- like, good. I know I'm the weird person who doesn't publicly hate Avatar because I think it, the movies are pretty great. And I'm like, I, I actually want to play a video game set in this world. If you feel like me, that game is fucking amazing and looks gorgeous. I've never seen weather effects like that occur in real time with that many objects. It's like, this is what next-gen gaming looks like. Yep. It's it's very, very good. I, I just want to point out, Chris is saying this, not me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, I, I, I am I, saying I, this. And it is a really know. pretty game. No, and they, they make great... That's what's funny is, like, if you were to say to me, like, hey, Matt, what do you want Massive to work on next? Well, first I would say World in Conflict, but after that I would say... <laughs> which they, That was their original game. Um, I would say... I don't want more division for now. I want them yeah. to go use their talents and explore other stuff. And they they did that with Avatar, and now they're doing that with Star Wars, which is really. I, I don't want Destiny with baseball hats. Yes, I don't work for Ubisoft. I can say that. I don't, I don't want raid bosses that take five thousand bullets to take yes, down in my are, military shoes. Are dressed dressed in a three piece suit and somehow can soak up nine thousand bullets. And but, but this is a it's a. Okay, first of all, I'm not here to crap on Disney's output of Star Wars, but I think we can all admit it's been... Everyone feels like it's been hit or miss because it hits different people. I don't have a nostalgia for the Clone Wars, but if I did, boy, would I have found Asuka and all those Asuka cameos of Mandalorian great. very yeah. serviceable. But I don't, so I didn't. And I loved Andor... But in the same way, I love The Wire. Wow, this is in-depth and super depressing. <laughs> and this uh, Jedi Survivor was in our top ten because I think the games have done uh, so far, the last five years, a better job of making me care about the Star Wars universe than anything Lucasfilm has done. And I could not be more excited about this because you're playing between Empire and Jedi where it's not so much turmoil as in, like, the old west all bets are off there's nobody's really in control and well the empire is more in control but they're very lenient towards criminals <laughs> there's well, plenty of crime can, to if get if well, if you're on the outer rims, rims, right um that that is actually one of the things that interests me the most about this game is the idea of factions and reputation that like you you will take jobs from different factions like the Pike Syndicate, for example, which was like introduced in Book of Boba Fett, I think. But if you take actions against a faction, like you'll harm your reputation with them. Certain jobs that would have been available are no longer available to you. Uh, I mm. haven't really seen that done in a compelling way since like Mercenaries, which uh, oh wow, which was that made by LucasArts, yeah, like way back in the day. And yeah. uh, I am I am fascinated to see what they'll do with it. I'm I'm eager to see more. I I hope it's not just the Bethesda faction system thing. Where like it's in like, Fallout? Yeah, yeah take, take some, what is it, the Brotherhood of Steel missions and mm-hmm. like you're going to piss other people off. But, th- but that's... Powder gamers for life, man. You, may, you guys mentioned open world, and that is the one thing I'm super excited about is like as good as the Jedi Survivor games are, they're not open world. Mm-hmm. They're not truly open world. They take place on a series of huge maps. Like this <laughs> is the first that I can think of, the first truly open world Star Wars game. There's a ton and of again, a big open world part of Jedi Survivor. Like that is a huge. It's a big map, but like uh, it's so much bigger than any other map, though. The, I think the, bulk the, the reason I'm excited is again, this is the team that just did a huge open world game with with Avatar, yep. and so at least we know within that studio, uh, they've got some strong open world. Ch- I mean, it's U- the yep. Ubisoft 
thing too, right? And so it's like, but yeah, if anyone was going to take a crack at open world Star Wars, it I'm, should be Ubisoft, kind of the masters of the open world game at this point. I am you know? very, yes. very excited for this. I cannot wait. And because not to heap shit on EA, but like during that whole period, we're getting all those sequel movies. They kind of dropped the ball on their exclusi- exclusivity with the Star Wars franchise. And it's this is the first time a AAA developer, publisher has had any any play with Star Wars other than EA. And again, hats off to Jedi Survivor. I think most of us forgotten about Battlefront. And that was their only contribution for a decade. Question for you guys. So again, media blackout, because I'm hyped for this, is like, this isn't a Jedi game, right? At least from what we've seen, it's it's a smuggler bounty hunter. Kate Vess, she's a a scoundrel, I believe is the term Star Wars likes to use. I hope they don't do the thing that most Star Wars games think they have to do, which is eventually be like, by the way, you have latent Jedi powers that you can somehow use. I haven't seen any indication of that, but other than that, I can't comment on speculation. I do know that she has I would put money on it. A a little (laughs) alien pet that Mm. uh, is voiced by D. Bradley Baker. Hell yeah. uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. And, and and more than that, like acts unlike, like an extension uh, of her, Cal Kestis it can get in vehicles and shit on a huge, yeah. huge expanse of land. Oh, yeah. It's it is offering a, I think a, as much of a different experience as you could to something like Jedi Survivor while still giving me vibes of it. Very yeah. very exciting. Well, my my point where I was trying to go was like some of the stuff. Yes, Star Wars has been hit or miss the past few years, but some of the stuff I found the most interesting was the non. Jedi stuff, the stuff yeah. like Rogue One. Yes, right? I like agree. Yeah, like, Rogue One's excellent. Take and, it and away from the Jedi world, and that's all of a sudden like, yep, now I'm interested. I think the success of something like The Mandalorian also proves you, you, yes, the Jedi show up there, but like, mm-hmm. he's not a Jedi. Okay, I'll, I'll say, that, and I don't, I don't know, but at the very least, she's gonna get a jetpack and a blaster, which is you know not something you've been able to play a giant open world with in ten years. Yeah, I think I think blaster goes without saying that that's definitely yeah. Happening. Jetpack is what I was putting emphasis on. Yeah, jetpack. Traversal. Yeah. Pretty yeah. dope. And all of a sudden, now we're talking about Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> Let's Andromeda. go. <laughs> no, we're because we're talking about this instead. Number one. He is no mere titan. He is time itself, and time cannot be stopped. Wait for me, Father. I'll be this. He is no mere titan. He is the clock titan. <laughs> Don't <laughs> know what... his approach. Everyone knows time can be stopped, as Rush always told us in that song, Time Stands Still. Come on, mm-hmm. give me a break. Yeah. Uh, Mega Man's dog had a song? Yeah. <laughs> this Just is one. the game that I think is going to... Uh, who knows if this will actually come this year, um, but... We, you, it's coming to early access for okay. sure in Q2. Early access, it'll hit... That's the confusing thing I wanted to ask you about, maybe off the bat. I don't know. If, uh, I don't have a functional PC uh, for playing games. It's all used for recording this stuff, and I don't game on PC much anymore. I won't have access to this for a while, but they they promised it'll have as much or more as Hades 1 did when it drops on early access. How long did the, the first game was in early access for like three years, two or right? three years. It was quite a while. And and, and, how, and I how, remember how when it first came out, people weren't that hype about it. They're like, oh, this is kind of yeah. neat. And they mm. quickly sort of moved yeah. on. And then it became your game of the year. Cause I remember it came out in like 2018 or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. How, was, how long was, do you remember how long Baldur's Gate, something like Baldur's Gate was in early access? 20, it, wasn't 20, as it, it came out in 2020. So it was three years. Yeah. yeah. 2020. 
So the, it followed a similar path to Hades 1, and I hope okay. Hades 2 isn't in early access that long because... I can't imagine. This is a game I, I don't I don't want to play it until it's done. You know, yeah. like, let, let yeah. other people I will say, the game for them. <laughs> like, Hades was you guys' game of the year. Yeah. It was not mine, well, and big part of that was because I played it some when it came to early access. Like, yeah, I guess this is okay. But you, you yeah. didn't play it when it was the final release candidate, I, right? I like did, I did. But even uh, then, it's just like, but yeah, I, okay. I think, to what fun, Michael's but... saying, I put 100 hours into Hades, and they kept adding more stuff. I loaded it back up, mm-hmm. and like, I don't remember how any of this works. I'm not going to get the enjoyment. <laughs> I didn't get any enjoyment out of that additional stuff. So, yeah, the early access thing, for me... I have some trepidation over, but for people younger, more experienced with better PCs, there's nothing to worry about. At worst, it's going to launch too similar to Hades 1 and get fucking astounding mm. as it goes forward. Yeah. And I, it's basically, it's up to me, like, whether I want to wait or try and play it immediately. Not that I really have the option, but I, one of the things I praise was the story and dialogue. And I'm just looking at the new trigger and like, I don't remember anything that happened. <laughs> I don't remember. I remember being amused and, and laughing and mm-hmm. no, I don't remember awesome. the story at all. I mean, this, the story of the first one is you're, you're trying to escape from Hades, right? You're trying yeah, to make it to your mom. Sagris, uh, Hades' yeah, yes. son. Yeah. And you're trying, trying to make it out of hell, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, now you're going to play as his Zag sister. And I think this will have the least to say about because other than Star Wars, we don't know shit other than what they said yeah. when it was This, this like, one, this out announced. of all of all five of these games, this is the one that for me is like sort of a sure thing. Not It's not coming this year. It won't be a sure thing. But in terms of Supergiant does not miss. Like e- yep. even their more experimental games that maybe people didn't play as much as others. They've all yeah. been good. Transistor was fucking amazing. You know, like they're all of their games are good. Oh, what was the one with the narrator that the boy walked down the road? Oh, that's the, uh, their original. Uh, Bastion? Bastion. Yeah. Thank Bastion. Bastion. Yes. Uh, Bastion. And, and the other one, P- but this Pyre, is their, this Pyre, the, the Pyre. weird, the weird soccer mm-hmm. ritual soccer. game. This is like, their first sequel. So they've never yeah, had the opportunity. They've, they've always sequel, built yep. shit from scratch. So imagine how much this team can improve on something. It's so exciting to think about. That's what's wild is they've never done a sequel. It took Hades for them to be like, Hey, you know what? We want to explore more. And, and like super giant is really good at two things. Number one, like super tight game play. Like the controls mm-hmm. are always tight. The games are always just fun to play. And story. So if they feel, if Greg Kasavin, the Greg Kasavin, formerly of GameSpot, feels yes. he has more to explore story-wise in the Hades universe, who the fuck am I to tell him not to do so? <laughs> like, I am I am all about that shit, dude. Yeah, there, there is something weird about immediately getting a sequel to this, but it was my game of the year that year, and I don't care yet. Uh, cannot wait, but I might. Um... Uh, Again, there's not a ton to say about this game, and I know that's weird for a top five where we go on for like an hour and a half, but uh, I don't think anybody would argue with us that like, even if you didn't love Hades 2, you can see why people like us would. Can't wait Michael. to get horny again over yeah, 2D drawings horniness. of Greek gods. Yes. will <laughs> probably be a, horn, there'll be a horny modifier in this mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Would you like your your enemies to have bigger tits? Yes, I would. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. Right, just a, just a, like an accessibility thing, like nudity, and then like enemy bust size, and it's just a <laughs> checkbox. Thicker. Thicker. <laughs> Thicker. I'm, I'm not making that up. The thirst around Hades 1 was That's insane. True. Amazing. The online yeah. thirst. Mm-hmm. Huge. It's it's almost rivaled by Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> Indeed. 
Hades 2, man. Can't say anything more about it. Anyway, that has been our top five. Our first top five of 2024. Hey, baby. Hope you had fun with it. We certainly did. On that note, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Those resolutions don't mean squat and settle into a more comfortable spot. Embrace all the things you know you are not. Hit the snooze, roll over, then repeat. Make large purchases, then lose the receipts. Just raise the bar to walk effortlessly underneath. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash lasertime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the LaserTime network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Because we both wanted to talk about this and the holidays got in the way, but Godzilla Minus One rocked both our worlds, did it not? Oh, dude, it, it's I, I went into it assuming I would like it. Um, I did not go into it assuming it was going to probably be the best Godzilla movie ever. You're not wrong according to box office or critics. It is yeah, it's, pretty, it's it's pretty insane right now. And we're going to un- dig into more of that. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our second segment where we're going to dive headlong into... Tekken 8 is not out yet, but there is a demo that you can play. Um, Matt is very taken with it. It's a fascinating demo. I wish Anthony Abbott, uh, a.k.a. Bruce Wayne Brady, was here with us to talk about this as the... He's like the friend of the show Tekken expert, but Hmm. this demo is amazing first of all the amount of shit they give you like the amount of content in the demo like pretty nuts you're gonna play a good 20 minutes of the story mode and have mm. Jin fight june kazama <laughs> like wow. it's the whole it's gonna beat up his mom that's fucked up oh i'm sorry which which is his dad uh uh, uh dan Kazuya. kazama yeah, the, yes not dan not <laughs> dan dan kazama fights his dad um but so so that's there in the story mode demo and then there's this other mode uh, the name escapes me now but it's basically like what street fighter 6 did versus like, like street fighter 6 well it, it's it's this mode where you play these little like kind of chibi-ish real Looks like fucking my sims you're yeah you're, you play these <laughs> human human avatars who the campaign is you're trying to work your way up the arcade scene in Japan, mm-hmm, right? So mm-hmm. you start off, obviously, in this, like, low-level local arcade. And unlike Street Fighter Six, where you're just walking around the streets punching people in the face, this one is, like, you walk up <laughs> No say, notes, hey, by would, the way. No I would notes. like to challenge you to a match of Tekken to see who's the better Tekken player, and you mm-hmm. level and all this stuff. And so it's, like... Tekken story modes are great. Like, the one from Tekken 7 was amazing, awesome visuals, awesome cutscenes. And so the fact that they're giving us both, because that's, I hate to say, that's one of the things that, like, kind of bothered me about Street Fighter Six as much as I love the game. It's like, I wish sort of they p- had pulled a Mortal Kombat and had a full-on story mode with the characters mm-hmm. in CG cutscenes and shit. That ain't there. Instead, it's like, hey, go talk to Chun-Li so you can get her customization items for your avatar. 
you are what the Jason Siegel to the Muppets movie. I'm the biggest fan of the Muppets ever, and the movie's about mm-hmm. me now. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So, like, what, what, this one gives you both. It's like, hey, we're not going to make you choose. You can play this, like, mode where you're a person working your way up the ranks in Japanese arcade scene. Or if you want to play the full-on bonkers fucking story with dudes throwing each other in volcanoes, that's yes. there, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I just want to play a mini game called Volcano Toss, where it's like King of the Hill, but you're trying to throw <laughs> each other in a volcano. It's, they just took their bowling mini game and just mm-hmm. throw a volcano in there. Yeah, right? yes, like a, like a, make it like Pain for MetaQuest. And just the entire Mish- Mishima family trying to throw each other in a crater. I I talked to my best fighting game friend about it just because uh, I was like, hey man, how's this simplified controls going in Street Fighter Six? Is it's like, oh those, yeah, people can't play. <laughs> No, <laughs> competitively with those anymore. No, that's not no, really happening. No. And but Tekken added that too, and that's that's how I played it because like I don't fucking remember how to play Tekken at all. And but once again, Tekken Seven had a great demo as well. Uh, but this was just really fun to play through because there's what what do you call it? You have like a basically a werewolf mode <laughs> essentially, where like you just change shape and character and start firing lasers out of your face. Oh, cool. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you, why are you Norm McDonalding me? That totally happened. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. What? I don't, I don't remember this. I have zero memory. On TV? <laughs> this happened? <laughs> that really happened? That's a thing? Uh, In a fight? Uh, it seemed to... It, again, I, I'm not caught up on where Tekken has been other than, like, Dave and I spent one glorious day going through Tekken 7, and I, and I was applauding it for how many options there were for people who aren't, you know familiar with the entire franchise i did they have a recap of every tekken story so tekken Mm -hmm. one through three i played all the shit out of and tekken story is among the most hilarious ongoing story of the last 30 years has not been reset yet uh you can do all that and i don't know if matt saw it did you see the colorblind mode yeah Yeah. and i saw that it was causing some online controversy which is just like Oh, I thought you were going to say seizures because <laughs> it seizures. looks wild. <laughs> it, yeah, well, they yes, if you're colorblind like me, um, what you tend to find is most video games, even the ones that are trying, the colorblind options are kind of shitty. Um, the mm-hmm. best thing you can actually do for a colorblind person is increase the contrast of your colors. Mm. And then mm. what they they go a step further of um, they have you know like the contrast mode which is just like big red guy versus big green guy on a gray background they have all that oh no i saw the, the one michael sent that was like oh, one yeah, person I'm is real- there i'm getting oh, sorry. there and then they, the next level they they do which is uh, you know um even above and beyond is like one of the characters will be polka dots and the other one's going to be horizontal <laughs> yeah. stripes where they actually just mm-hmm. take like visual like symbols to you know um which is like yeah if you're absolutely colorblind there's no mistake, and you're, you're, you, you're going to know which character you are and stuff like that, which is insane, but it does look like... It looks like it would give me a headache to try to play that one. <laughs> it looks like Mystic Spicklick took it over, and if you put on 3D glasses, one of them would be invisible, because you won't <laughs> right, see it. Right. <laughs> it looks crazy, but like fighting games for a really long... It's a conversation I've had here many times I'm having with my friend. I don't think I've offered enough of an olive branch to be anything but a niche series, and they've just started doing that after a dormant period in fighting games. So I'm, I hope people find a way to get back into stuff and or get get into the first time. Tekken looks like it. Ha- Tekken Eight look like looks like it has a lot uh, to enjoy, even for new players. Exciting! Glad yeah. Matt talked me into playing it. 
Yeah, it's 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 going to be fun. Um, I'm glad they waited and didn't try to launch the same year as Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter because mm. I think they definitely, even if this game is going to be as good as I think it's going to be, um, they would have gotten overlooked and overshadowed by those two. And so I love that they're kind of on their own this year. And I hope that does result in people giving it a fair shake because like the Tekken games have always been sort of just... Well, first of all, they've always been bonkers out there. It's like you could play as a mm-hmm. bear in these games, right? <laughs> um, right, yes. A little dinosaur. The, I've Kangaroo. always loved their system of like, we're going to map the face buttons to your limbs. Yeah. One one is your left arm, one is your right arm, one's your left leg, one's your right leg, and create combos based off of that shit. I'm like, that is so smart. Why didn't anyone else I, I don't, And I don't remember a tutorial being that robust in telling you that specifically. That yep. was kind of something you knew because you knew, not because the game told you that. And there's a pretty significant tutorial if you've never played Tekken before. Yep. I I think I got into the Tekken console scene. Not really a scene, but like Tekken Tag Tournament is where I was like, hey, these games are fucking badass. Like I mm-hmm. up until that point, I'd see them in arcades and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's like Virtua Fighter, you know, because that's what the first yeah. game sort of looked like. Um, and then they I'll quickly... play this game and beat every character and watch every cutscene learning how to cheese everybody out and never getting good competitively. That was me playing fighting games for years. Yeah, so I, I'm yeah. just, I'm really excited that we're getting another Tekken because I wasn't mm-hmm. sure how 7 performed. Um, it was it one was of those great. games like you could get on sale for $5 for several years there. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for 8. So yeah, Tekken 8. Tekken 8! Gonna be great. 8! Eight, eight is eight great. Damn it. Yes, I want to do the count first. <laughs> R.I.P. Jerry Nelson. Never forget. Yeah. Emmett Otter, baby. Gobo. Uh, another, should we move on or you want to talk yeah, about Yeah, no, yeah, I, I'm dying on. to hear about this because Michael's been... Yes, this I've been is whining a, a tiny, about it for weeks. And it's a tiny break in format, but it's something video game related that I'm dying to hear about because you've been talking about this for years. Yes. Yeah. So technically, <laughs> the, the Polymega is a retro console that technically came out in 2021. Uh, if you were able to get one, you were either very lucky or you paid through the nose for it on eBay because they were not shipping them for years to people, like en masse. They, uh, and it was funny because uh, I would look at you know their very sporadic social media posts saying like, oh, it's for sure coming this year. No, we're, we've got big news in the works. And uh, people responding and saying, like, hey, could I get an answer from your customer service? I ordered one four months ago, and I haven't <laughs> heard back. And I'm like, you sweet summer child. Because <laughs> I looked this up. I ordered mine from Walmart in April 2020. Wow. It was supposed to come out that July. It wow. got pushed back, and in the following January, Walmart canceled the pre-order and said, we are severing our uh, partnership with this company. So I had Whoa. to go and pre-order. Good sign. Please enjoy, enjoy Scarlett Johansson in Black Widow in yeah. theaters now. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the initial price I paid for the pre-order was $400. Uh, uh-huh. And what this is, just to say, like, okay, what's cool about this? I am confused about this. Mike. It is. So it's a it's a retro console that has a CD drive, and it was originally called Retro Blocks because what sets it apart is, like, you have the base unit, and then you buy these add-ons. So, like, here's an add-on called, like, the power um, set, whatever the it's turbo. called. The Turbo. 
Yeah, but, turbo, but plug and play add-ons. Mega, right? It's not super, like some Mister bullshit of like I got to install a new core on right, this. Fucker. Right. Well, like, it, it is. It is mean? just like you slide off the the top front of the thing and then like slide in a replacement one, and it adds a cartridge slot and like two controller ports. How, how many can you add to the system? They, I think there are five in total, mm-hmm. including the N sixty four one that just came out, and there's mm-hmm. also an Atari one. That's coming no, uh, later because they you got to buy the memory expansion pack. Yeah, for the N64 Atari one. came along and, and invested a bunch of money. Um, mm-hmm. So it is mm. like it, it occupies a sort of weird niche because the really hardcore people like it, it is expensive. I think the initial price was four hundred. I ended up paying like six hundred for the base station and for the unit the the add on units. But but to be clear to listeners, this is so this is. N- not emulation. This is hardware. It is emulation. Or it's hardware-based em- emulation. Yeah. But it's, well, it's meant to, like, Michael has a giant collection of games. You can mm. now play these yes. on all this. All on one system. All on one system. And, like, so it is It is a weird, uh, occupies a weird place because, again, like, the really hardcore who are already willing to spend this kind of money are building their own FPGA like Misters, Mr. Yeah. Hardware like emulation Misters, things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at the lower end of the spectrum, you could just, you know, emulate all this stuff on a computer. You could put it on a Raspberry Pi if you really want a console. But I guess for me, there's something about the tactile feeling of, I'm going to take a physical game that I own, I'm going to put it into this system, and then if I want, I can I can continue playing with it like that, or I can just copy it into the system memory and now I've built a game fridge from the physical media that I own from, like, the fucking 80s and okay, 90s. Okay, now that, that sounds like something that's going to get them shut down. So, so they will rip your it, yeah, media it, it, for it you? It dumps the media onto, like, they oh, have, no. uh, like, nine gigs. <laughs> oh, you're lucky you have one now. Yeah, they have an, and it, well, they have an internal drive, and they have a, uh, like, you can add a, uh, an SSD as, mm-hmm. like, a, an expansion. And... What makes it interesting is that, like, you cannot, uh, you can't add ROMs. You mm-hmm. can't get the ROMs off of there because it's in a proprietary format. So it is, it oh, is just like local oh. backup only. Mm-hmm. You can only back up games you have onto well, your local machine. Have you heard of EverDrive? I'm sure it can be hacked. Oh, 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 there's there's ways around it. You can you can absolutely burn CDs like oh, okay. PlayStation and Saturn, and it will. Yeah. So it's it's not just it's it's the, if you want to play cartridge games, you have to get the add-ons. So there's NES, Super Nintendo, um, Mega Drive slash Genesis, 32X, and Turbo Turbo Duo. Graphics. Yeah, Turbo Graphics. Mm-hmm. But the CD drive is compatible with PlayStation, Sega Saturn, Sega CD, 32X CD. And that's what uh, you were turbo, after. Turbo CD. Yeah, that's mostly what I was after. I wanted, mm-hmm. like, I have a ton of PlayStation games. It's like, I would like them all to be in one place so I can forget about all these museum piece CDs that I have. <laughs> and we'll pretend most of them are legitimate copies. <laughs> this, this thing is so strange sounding though, because like on the one hand, I'm like, oh, they're going to get their pantsuit off with that ripping feature. Mm-hmm. On the other, all the stuff you talked about, like not being able to just randomly wrote, randomly load ROMs, at least according to their official yeah. channels is like, okay, well they're protecting themselves on one thing and completely opening themselves up to getting yeah. sued on another front. Like they've, they've chosen their legal battleground. Not, like, not to jump off to news. I didn't include, like they announced a Nintendo switch Ram cart. I want to be careful with this called like mm-hmm. the MIG, 
or something, MIG. Yeah, like an R4 for Switch. It's built to back up your Switch games, and everyone's Uh like, yeah, rubbing my hands together, backing up my Switch carts. That's just (laughs) what I need. That's That's so temperamental and unreliable. Uh, Prone Uh to breaking down. The thing about this, so I ordered this back in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, it officially yep. released sometime in 2021. Again, like I was one of a bunch of people who finally got their consoles in December. You were on a two and a half year backward, basically, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, three and a half years waiting. Three and a half years, yeah, yeah. And they pick the one week where I am out of town <laughs> to ship it to uh, Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. The week it's, of Christmas. It's a good thing no one ever steals Amazon packages off porches. Certainly so. not around Christmas, yeah. <laughs> so, I, but no, I was able to get neighbors to come by and, and pick it up for me, oh. and uh, they held on to it, and that was very nice of them. But, uh, yeah, and, and it's like an 18-pound package because it's this base console and these four <laughs> add-on things. And the add-ons come with controllers, that uh, are specific, like we're, we're, we oh, built a controller yeah. in the style of this system. It uses the original plug, so you yeah, can, you can have you can plug in your existing controllers to yes, you can you can plug in the existing old controllers. It also supports like uh, a handful of USB controllers, but like mm. very specific ones. Like if you have the USB controllers that came with like the PlayStation Mini or the Genesis Mini. Those, uh, oh, okay. So, not like, not like a PS3, PS4 controller. No, 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 no. Like, even an Xbox controller will, will not wow. work. Um, <clears throat> I think retro. Here's where I get worried, though, is like, mm. hardware is difficult. And it's like, yes, while I may trust them, like, basically, yeah. they're a firmware company for these emulators running on these, these hardware pieces. Mm-hmm. Controllers are a whole different ballgame, man. Yeah. And, how many times have you guys ever picked up a third-party controller and just fucking loved yeah. it and said, boy, this feels so good? Pelican for life. <laughs> <laughs> Mad cat. Well, the, the, the default controller that comes with it is like a PlayStation-style controller, and uh, and uh. it's got Bluetooth, wireless. It's fine for most things. Um, when you play something that requires like really quick reaction time, like mm. I started to play Punch-Out with it, mm-hmm. and uh, I noticed like, yeah, when I play this that requires like split second reactions, I notice the D-pad's kind of mushy, and there seems Ooh. to be a very slight input lag. That means That's I'm a good not thing getting retro out of the games way don't require any of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's if you can, I recommend like you know Having using original controllers. Um, Which I'm I'm fortunate enough to still have for everything. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you have your original Super Nintendo controllers and you have that block, that that module, still great. something rattling around, rattling around on my Saturn controller since like week one. Mm-hmm. But it works fine. <laughs> it's yeah. like a one piece of sand. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Florida it is. Beach it could be a toenail. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's probably a loose piece of plastic that broke off. Yeah, but that's yes. unfortunately the Saturn controller won't work because mm. it doesn't have those ports. It's an odd port. Yeah. It, it was yeah, proprietary one to the Saturn. So, mm-hmm. but Genesis, that's fine. I, I thought it was Genesis. funny. I'm trying to set you up for this. The game, the system had preloaded stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. So it had, uh, and I, I will say this: if you decide to get one, <laughs> it comes with like a bunch of well, first off, Turbo Graphics games, but also like a bunch of games owned by Pico Interactive. If you update the system software, those will all disappear. <laughs> because I guess they their license with Pico ran out. So they're shipping the things, 
with the game still loaded on, but updating the system you, software makes them go away. You lose dozens of games. Yeah. <laughs> like like a dozen games. But yeah, like a dozen, like they, eight eyes or yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, eight eyes, that was one of them. Dragon View. Uh, Not Dragon View. Yeah, 40 Winks, I think. Um, 40 Winks. Why do uh-huh. I know this song, 40 uh, Winks? So th- that if you delete those, you're left with like a handful of TurboGrafx games and uh, like a handful of... Games made in NES Maker, which I didn't realize existed, but like these games yeah. won final, were finalists in this competition to make NES games. Like, okay, best like of recent two. homebrew stuff, or yeah, like from back in the day. NES oh. games. I was like, I, I, I won't say no to that, but it's yeah, also yeah, not what not? I wanted. But uh, yeah, it is, it is cool that um, I again building the retro game fridge of my dreams. Like, oh, I can, I can just browse and say, like, yes, here's all. The the fifty odd PS one games that I've loaded on here, or like the thirty NES games that I have with me, I know there are more somewhere. Um, but it's also neat because like the CDs take a while. Oh really? Like it doesn't have a fast read speed. I don't even remember it's, how to class that. I mean, it's, it's still the bus. You know, the bus size. The bus is, not is bad. Yeah. <laughs> CD drives have only ever been so fast, uh, and like it takes a while for it to copy seven hundred megabytes. Megs. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, megs. Remember megs? Yeah, I do. Uh, I and, do. There's been more seven hundred megs by a Family Guy. Yeah. One, one thing I will say: uh, if you pop in the CD, like it'll just start reading and copying it automatically and then you can go into the menu and say like yes uh c- uh put this in my library and install it and then like if it's this the disc has been in there for a while it'll take like okay just like wait a minute while we copy move this over onto your ssd or whatever uh but also you can just have it do that and then you know it can copy in the background and a neat thing is like while a disc is copying you can also copy a bunch of cartridges at the same time Oh, and shit. The, the cartridges dump almost instantly. They should. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you pop them in, you say, install this, and it's like, it's installed. Every like, one of those good. games should be downloadable on an Apple Watch at this yeah, point. I was going to yeah. say, they're like 96K, but they <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like, like massive at, games. at most, like, you know, two to four megabytes. Uh, that's bad. Uh, that's nothing. I wanted to ask, I mean, maybe you haven't played around with it to, to know, but like, mm-hmm. when you rip those CDs, and theoretically they're on solid state internal memory, does that improve load times or any sort of performance i I experiment a little bit so the worst playstation game i can think of that with load times is the original blood omen legacy of kane which made you sit through a loading screen (laughs) made you sit through a loading screen if you paused it wow if you brought up the pause menu you had and and that's still there and it still takes <laughs> too long. You wanted authenticity. But it takes like, you know, five to ten seconds as opposed to 30 seconds. Mm. Wow. So, okay, bit, so it does cut down load times. Yeah, That's the load incredible. times are, are still visible. They still feel, but they don't feel as long as I remember in most games. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, that, so, that is a benefit. That's great. Mm-hmm. Now, I, the fact that you got this thing's miraculous, right? Because yeah. like this had all the signs of like an Amico. Mm-hmm. It very much to me, though, <laughs> it, it was that, but it was also like small, well-meaning, almost like a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden there was way more demand than they anticipated. And as is evidence and, and by 2020 not, happened and also. a pandemic, yeah, yeah, yeah. a pandemic shortage hits. of every single component inside of a mm-hmm. thing and shipping plastic from anywhere. And the fact that like and, and new hardware in mm-hmm. theory, because I, I, I was I'm not aware of this company out there like making a ton of stuff. So it's like. 
hardware is hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are supply chains and shit like that. Like the fact that they could do this during the pandemic and ye- yes, it took three and a half years, but you finally got this thing is like, there is something to be said because, uh, well, like the Amico yeah. is a great example. Yeah. Like, yeah, that there's a lot of phantom, phantom no, way that they, never I, happened. I went before. through a list. There's been like 30 failed and succeeded in Kickstarters for like hardware devices like this. And none of yeah. them ever arrived. Part of it was I'd heard that Atari uh, had invested a bunch of money in them in, in part to make this module for Atari games. So it's, it might be that like because of that investment, that's why me and a bunch of other people were finally able to get our systems that we paid through the nose for. And, and it is one of those things that's like, yeah, stepping back objectively, like, does this make sense as a purchase? Because, again... It's very expensive. You could build a really nice FPGA, uh, like a, a Mister, probably for less than that. I don't. I don't really know enough about Misters. You you could, but it wouldn't be. It's still not elegant, mm. and you'd have to build yeah. a case for it yourself. And, yeah. and and part of it is like the reason I don't play more retro games, which I love, is because I want. Uh, there, some of them are available on Switch on, Switch Online. I can only hook up so many devices to my TV. I would pay a little more for one device, yeah, to, to substitute and, for like seven devices. And FPGA is way more like a hobbyist thing. Mm-hmm. Where like I don't know if you guys have ever tried to like, hey, I'm gonna see if I could do a Mister. They purposely keep those instructions almost like cryptic, where yeah. it's like you have to di- you have to sort of dig and program and you might be yeah. soldering some shit with like, i'm not mystery. gonna name names but uh someone on bonus time on patreon.com slash laser time is in the <laughs> mr beta group and like uh. even he's like uh i can help you build one of these and copy the data over when i'm done but there's pretty much no way you <laughs> as i know you will be able to put this <laughs> it together. doesn't sound like like this sounds like the if you're into retro stuff but you want plug and play like yes. well like like a console fan is, versus a pc absolutely game, right? plug and play um and yeah i i'm actually pretty pleased with the emulation like i've played some saturn games and uh apart from like some sound glitching on last bronx uh you know like it just a little bit of like the, the music sweetest plum uh it's it, well, one of my favorites but uh like Love yeah it, 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 it runs really well uh you know polygons meant for 480 interlaced tvs are never gonna look good on a no, 4k no. tv yeah, it no. looks like like if you've tried to play Star Fox on a super nintendo mini or something like it doesn't look like even polygons anymore. It looks like a bunch of textured shapes moving around. Yeah, yeah. It's it's where like I, I understand why people play on CRTs because mm-hmm. those lines help define. Yes, w- what made those graphics more uh, uh f- define those graphics fidelity and their beauty. Yeah. And there are some filters that are built in that it's just like yeah, this does improve things a little bit. Like there's an RGB filter, there's a mm-hmm. you know a CRT filter. There's like you can say like okay, what does this look like at 720p? What if I simulate the bubble curve of a Ooh. CRT? Yeah. Uh, oh, it slows down the emulation slightly, but it looks neat. <laughs> there's also like a, a Virtual Boy filter and a, a Game Boy filter for some reasons. Like, I'm never going to want to play this game in green and black. Thank you. But... I want to play this game in puke. Yeah, I appreciate the hustle, <laughs> I, I guess. I wonder but... what is that for maybe the Super Game Boy? Like, remember that plug in? Oh, maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, Except it doesn't have, like, Game Boy support yet. No, Super Game Boy. You can plug your Game Boy cart into the oh, Super yeah, Nintendo cart. I, I imagine that would work. Um, mm-hmm. 
But, you know, I don't have any... I have, like, two original Game Boy games or something like that. Everything that I would want to plug into it is a later That's model. crazy. I have two on my desk I can hold up in front of the camera. Wow. Why? I have Donkey Kong and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, still in a case. Nice. <laughs> well, yeah. I remember Donkey Kong was, like, the flagship for the Super Game Boy. Hell yeah. The first game that was really meant for it. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm so glad... We got so, to talk about the Polymega. I, <laughs> we've been talking about this off mic for years, yeah, yeah. and it was and never clear. Dominated the last, uh, you know, since I got home from visiting my folks and just kind of playing around with this thing. Like, yeah, it's neat, uh, and and yes, it's just like finally all this stuff in one place, and and it it works well with HDMI. I don't need to worry about up converting anything. I, I thought I was going to build a mini. I was going to use like a fucking shoe rack. And build a mini console. Remember back when they were making mini consoles, like mm-hmm. a six mini console uh, port that I could put into one HDMI port and play whatever I wanted. Even then, I'd have to. I have, but then I moved. My parents are eventually going to have to leave my child at home, and I'm like, I have so many cartridges, and I don't want to throw. I don't want to sell them, and I don't want to throw them away. I want to use them, and. Mm. That's why I got interested in this. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good Because it's not worth anything. Expensive. And I think the price that I paid, it has gone up since then. It's like now $800. Yeah. Well, the deluxe one, yeah. The one with all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's $800. It it is a weird market, though, because it's like that at that kind of pricing, it's like only hobbyists should apply. But I feel like this is like, well, this is for the hobbyists who aren't tech hobbyists like yeah. like the misters for the techies. I want to play the games. I don't care about building No, I, I, it, it may sound bougie but like i remember my my parent my grandparents had a super 8 camera you know the one that makes everything look like a silent movie but it's Mm -hmm. in color and they eventually like we want to watch this on our tv through a vcr we have to hire a company to transfer this and put this on a vhs and that was i think adjusting for inflation a much larger cost than mm-hmm. something like this yeah. that will play your old games. I understand it's a niche thing. It's not going to be a mass-produced product ever because it doesn't. Only people listening to the show would care about it. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm happy with it for what it's worth. I'm happy that I finally have it, and it's mm-hmm. not just something where I feel like, am I getting ripped off? Is this a scam? What's going on here? So it is. He never it is says real. that. It is real. I have it in my hands. I've been playing it. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, oh, this happened, cool. and the Atari VCS shipped, and no one talked oh, yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I hate to poo-poo our Atari games, but like that Atari Fifty package to me is a much better way to experience I basically history. That's, and I'm saying that because that's not my nostalgia. I don't have a bunch of mm-hmm. Atari cartridges lying around, um, yeah, I, but same. I do want to see where games came from and like and what helped build them. And that was that's a much better package for that kind of thing for Circus me. Circus fan for life. Yeah. Circus is dope, by the way. It really is. All right. Well, let's move along. Newsishness. This is my buddy, Polly. Polly Mega. Polly. Polly. I did. I will repeat a joke that I had in our chat. Polly Mega does sound like a sex guru YouTuber. I'm uh-huh, just going to yeah. throw that out there. Like. I'm a dude who identifies as a girl and I only like to fuck furries. I'm Polly Mega. Polly Mega. Polly Mega. Walnuts. 
Don't judge me. Or I'll break Only your Walnuts face. Is my uncle. I don't know how he's my uncle. We got the same first name. Don't ask questions. I'm Italian. You know I can do all of this. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I forget what I was watching today. Somebody called someone on a TV show, like, uh, you, Dago, and like, who are you, Elliot Ness? Who's just that fucking word? <laughs> like, to insult an Italian. Did you think I that would work? heard that since, like, a 1980s British sitcom. And Elliot Ness, I was just like, I can't believe I got that either, but that's even even older reference. <laughs> and we had the untouchables growing up, you know. Uh, all right, so you get a pass because you're Italian, just like you get Game Pass Ooh. because... Uh, Chris, you pulled these news stories, so I'm going I'm to defer to you, but this this thing's basically saying Game Pass offers $9,000 Yeah, worth I, of value. I, I pulled these in conjunction and, and, you know, mildly while we were talking about breaking format, about, like, how much the game's landscape has changed since we started not only this show, but since we started podcasting. And I think Michael, Matt, and I were the type of people who would buy or play every game we could ever get our hands on. I I don't think we ever spent $9,000 in a year on games. No, I no. never have. And no, no, no. the idea that, like, you know, I didn't play everything in Game Pass either, but that's an incredible value. And then I, I said it on the Game of the Year show, and I, I I don't know if people, everyone listening to the regular show listens to that, like, like nine of those nominees were just available at no extra cost to me because I had game, game Pass. So I played, like, I only had, like, two I hadn't played, like Cocoon and something else. And, like, I played everything before the Game Awards just to see what the fucking nominees are, the same way we would do Oscar time. And I'm yeah. like, I... I I never really. It's the cheapest way to enjoy that. So, like, I, I hate to be a shill for Game Pass, but I think that is where games are going because of how mm. how crazy expensive everything is getting. Which is, I use this in tandem to the next story. Mm. Okay, well, mm-hmm. let let's transition over there. So, tell me about this next story you got going here. So, Steam added. I can't. This can't believe this number is real, but I guess. Shit, I thought this, they were doing this per day, but Steam added 14,000 new games in 2023. No, it's it's over 50 per day. 50 games per day. That's, so we always like, we kind of, behind the scenes, we usually joke with Michael, because he, he really truly does want to play as many new releases as he can to talk about them on the show, and I'm like, we always joke, we're like, that's impossible with Steam, dude. Steam alone, yeah, like, yeah. you can't keep up, right? And it's like... It was, it was a childhood dream, and w- when we started podcasting, we worked at this a big game comp a big game publishing company and like yeah we can play all seven new releases this week and just like what like one if we have four people on a show one of us can have touched seven of these games even if we had to go and expense it and we weren't shipped a copy this is an impossible world this is just steam this isn't mm-hmm. mobile and i went yeah. i went back and looked just for the nes has 600 something games <laughs> In 1993, because I do 30-2010, Sonic 2, Street Fighter 2 on consoles, stuff going on arcades, 700 games came out. Uh, roughly. 700 games. 14,000 on one platform. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, it, it, can it, I say something cool about the Polymega? Something yeah. else cool? Yes. Uh, it has a, when you're browsing through your library, it has a collected tab where you can go and see your collection in the context of all of the games it has for that system. So, like, 650-something mm. NES games, and you can see, like, you've collected 57 of them or whatever. 
Yeah, yeah, oh, that, that is the number, right? Like officially licensed NES games is like mm-hmm. six fifty. Official <laughs> Valve approved Steam games fourteen, th- and they have, they've had they've been leaning on their policy, and I think that's great. You get a bunch of indie and porn shit. There's, Good. There's a bunch of indie shit. There's a bunch of porn shit. There is stuff that nobody should touch with a ten foot pole. And this yeah. is like, how did this get turned into like an executable you can launch on your desktop? Yeah, it's it's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but insane. It, it really. It kind of shines a light on how bad discoverability is oh, in yeah. games right uh, now. Like because yes, like ninety percent of the of that stuff that that goes up on Steam maybe not great, but it's like even if you were to take ten percent, yeah. just assume ten percent of games are good, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's fourteen hundred games. How are you supposed to expect anyone to keep up? And discover which are the good games when you have that many games. I don't know how I would have found, like, an Undertale, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, how would you judge that game based on screenshots or a trailer? Like, it just wouldn't work. Because, and, and that's in conjunction, I think this is it, up from five to 7,000 from last year. <laughs> so, this is exponential growth that normally would require a team to come out and kill things. This is, this is this is so yeah. huge, <laughs> and this is not fourteen thousand games on Steam. Fourteen thousand games added to Steam twenty twenty three year. Yes, yeah, yeah fourteen thousand. So that that's that's pretty nuts. And I also want to say that to people, if we say we want to play with formats, games have changed from last year so exponentially. Let alone when we started the show. Like I, I don't know that we can cover every game in existence. And it's what's great about having a community because. You can help us fill in the gaps. So, like, keep commenting. Keep letting us know about things we're missing. I love our Facebook community because they constantly are talking about new games I may not have heard of from my friends. Well, let me tie back to even your first story in the news thing is is this is why, like, yes, Game Pass didn't get you access to all 14,000 of these games. But as I was talking about with discoverability is what they do grant you is a curated list of, like, hey, these are these games are all pretty solid if they're, if they're mm. going on game pass like yeah. i don't know about you guys but i've never played a game pass game and been like that is trash why no. would microsoft sign that game to game pass service, doesn't right? tout that but it is the nintendo seal of quality in an atari yeah. world yep it is telling you like we would not put this on the service if this didn't pass some kind of muster internally mm-hmm. yep and, and it's your way of saying hey for 15 bucks a month or whatever you're paying it's i think it's 17 now for ultimate it's like you're gonna get access to if if you average these games out and i know they have a lot of indie games so they're not all 50 to 60 dollars but it's about 200 games 250 games right uh, for that 9k of value mm-hmm. over the course of the year oh yeah and uh, i'm sorry that is the u.s only i don't know about you guys but like even 200 you know 250 games i'm not gonna have time to get to 250 no, games no, in any given year a little, right? no, like, no, no. and then there's so much stuff that hits game pass that i'm like wow that looks interesting I have no time for this. You know, um, there's there's other games. Where it's like, I'll play them 10 minutes. So games like Thirsty Suitors, where I will play those 30 minutes and be like, this is super intriguing. I really want to play more of this game, but I don't have mm-hmm. time because I'm playing 100 plus hours of Baldur's Gate. I'm an like, adult. I have kids. I have fucking garbage to take out. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's it. So, so you don't try to keep up with all 14,000. Listen to shows like Video Game Apocalypse, where we curate yes. the best of the best for your ear holes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think games have to go to subscription service, if only for the curation. And even then, you save money. Every cent I had from when I'm like 1987 to like 2002 went to video games. Like, it always did. And like, you would still be able to play more games with me by subscribing to every subscription service that's available and there's not that many yet. 
It's not like it's not like video streaming. Well, it's also on the other side of the business. It's the way we're talking about discoverability is is mm-hmm. probably the biggest problem, especially yeah. for indies. Surfacing, man. It's yeah. your way of as an indie of having you know one in the hands or two in the bush type thing, right? Where it's just like, yeah, you you guarantee some revenue from these subscription platforms, right? It might not be like if you're an Undertale and you're going to make fourteen kajillion dollars. Okay, well maybe you're going to make less because you got an upfront payment for from Microsoft or whatever. And people aren't going to buy our game because they pay it on the service, right? But I don't know mm-hmm. about you, but I'd rather kind of have the guarantee that I can stay in business. Like, yeah, let me take yeah. this, whatever mm-hmm. their, their payment to me is. I'm assuming it's enough to pay for me to, ve- to develop my next game. So it's a way of kind of guaranteeing those good creators stay in business. I, I told you it's, it's a way that like something that makes me feel very old. Because when we started podcasting, we talk about underrated classics. I'd bring up Cobra Triangle all the time a game that didn't break the bank but like we all went back and played and like it's really fun people should play this game from 10 years ago how do you set up a website like all right dan you take ten thousand games you, you <laughs> take <laughs> how who is supposed to sit through this and uh, it, it just makes everything feel like so unmanageable in my old brain we'll find a way mm-hmm. somebody will find a way i'm not saying uh, there should be 14,000 games i love that people can publish their own content via valve yeah. i think that's a great idea um, by the way but- uh, the cobra triangle is also how baroness cut her pubic hair been thinking about it since you said that took a second <laughs> and, and speaking of old school i really wanted to bring up the next news story oh, yeah. Mm. yeah uh yeah speaking of great games that started off small and are old school there is a 13 year old who has become the first human being to beat the nes version of tetris after it had been done by ai and robots it had okay. So, so they knew the kill screen existed, and it what just level, like, what level does it go up to before it kill screens? Dude, so. it, it goes into like C four, and well, that doesn't go into explosives, but it goes into like B <laughs> two Tetris two. But like, I just had a when I, I, I like I'm like oh that seems interesting. I clicked on it and I realized like for some reason we've all played a billion versions of Tetris, but I think can, is it easy for us to say like from if you're our age. The NES Tetris or the Game Boy Tetris, that's the one we spent the most time with or at least have the most intimate familiarity with. Absolutely. I remember playing a PC version of the game after I played it on NES and it it felt completely different. And that's where I knew like, oh, people are just ripping off this game and this isn't official Tetris. So I I played better versions of Tetris. Sure. And I played newer like Tetris Connect and uh, Tetris on iPhone. But... When I saw him playing this, like, I have never seen those color combinations. Matt, as someone who's colorblind, eventually, like, why are all these blocks black? <laughs> and and it, was, it was more funny that it was a 13-year-old kid with the adorable name of Blue Scooty. Blue Scooty! Blue Scooty. That, that's and, his handle, right? His online handle. That's nice. I know, but I'm not going to refer no, to him as his real name, because Lord name knows Scooty. what the internet would do to him. Who knows? You never know. Kids and, 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 but what I thought was, was really funny is, like, this, for us talking, me, Matt, and Michael, this is the Tetris game we know up and down. You probably, did you play it to see all the endings like I did? Because they had all these weird Nintendo endings you could unlock uh, if you played through the single player. Last year, I'm like, how did this kid do this? Because most people are mystified. 
And I, did, I, I didn't know he uses the newfound rolling technique in the competitive yeah. Tetris scene. It's, the, it's that technique that enables you to keep playing because that's the only way to move fast enough to get to those high levels. And it's doable with your hands. And so I went through a shitload of tutorials on how to do this. And I'm going to hold up my phone and show you how it works. Okay. And hopefully this works on microphone. Yeah, ho- hopefully uh, all the I, I, listeners can see this. Yeah, but they'll. I'm uh, putting it in the mic so they'll be able to Folks, hear. Folks, he's side talking. He's just doing the side talk. Thing because it, it, it didn't make. I read four articles on this and like, what does this mean? Ro- the rolling technique. It meant that when you when you originally people were playing Tetris, they would try and tap. That because eventually it gets so fast, you get one spin maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's more about controlling where it lands. So people would tap their phone like that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you can do that twelve times a second. So what this huh. kid did is he put the NES controller, faced it long ways. He didn't come up with this technique, by the way. This is popularized a year ago. Held his thumb like this. You see what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And then rolls all five of his fingers on the back of his hand. So he can he can technically hit the button. You can technically hit the button over 20, 25 20 times, times a, a second. Yeah, per se. it's, it's and a that was faster. discovered last year for wow. a game released in 1989 and has changed everything. And no human has done this before. And it's adorable to see this kid do that. My hands are numb. He's asking the game, please crash. Please crash. He knows it <laughs> yeah. should be coming up. He's trying to play until it crashed. Yeah, because this new technique lets really you do really cute looking kid. And like, and like, he's the sensation now. It makes me laugh so much. But it didn't take him that long, right? Like, I feel like... It's 38 minutes. So if you go to yeah. last 30, 30 minutes, like, if you're our age, you will not be able to look away. Like, I have never seen those color combinations. How dare the game throw that at you? He's not like it's, King of Kong <laughs> pissing in a bucket, though, because it's not like a 16-hour Tetris session. Well, that, and that's it's, another thing. Like, most of these game records I don't care about because they're carried out by pathetic men who are older than me on systems I don't care about. Mm-hmm. The fact that this is a young kid on a game I very am familiar with. Anyway, yeah. I, yeah, good for Blue him. Blue Scooty, you're my fucking hero. Blue Scooty for president. Why am I saying nice. that? This kid is popular in the United. He's going to be a piece of shit. He's like, going to milkshake like back you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's going to be hawking fucking prime at me. It's going to be awful. Yeah, he's going to yeah, get kicked out of the restaurant for sloppy steaks. Huge piece of shit. <laughs> he's a huge Slop piece of shit. Slop him up. I'm just going to slick his hair back. <laughs> I wish you knew what the kid looked like when you said that. It's so cute. What a cute thing to see. Uh, this next topic is all yours, bro. Like, yeah. I, there's nothing I can say to this. It's one. all us because it's 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 tangentially game related, but it's I've had the most fun with this this week. I think two out of three of us can agree with this. Mickey Mouse enters the public domain, and there's been a lot written and talked about. And I think everybody, no one knows what the fuck they're talking about. And mm-hmm. I wish journalism was better. And Mickey, uh, related to games, immediately appears in in games. One game, the Caribbean Sale, he's just in the game. Type type his name in. Maybe we need to take a step back on the story. It's I, we should. What happened with Mickey, and what version is now in public domain, and mm-hmm. and what what why did Mickey start appearing in games? And sorry if you feel well, you're well, there. well, no, no, because like uh. Mickey doesn't go in the public domain. Steamboat Willie does. And even in 2024 society, what does that mean? Because if you upload Steamboat Willie to YouTube, you will still get flagged for Disney content. That's not how public domain works. Hmm. But 
who, how do we figure this out? It's going to be up to who Disney sues and how hard, and nobody knows what shape that's. They still own the trademark. They still own the copyright, which is not, which is not subject to the public domain. So I thought it was interesting in um, Caribbean Sail, you don't play as Mickey Mouse. You have to type in the name Steamboat Willie because that is under public domain. And I never get tired of saying this. Steamboat Willie is a reference to a Buster Keaton movie called yep. Steamboat Bill. In yep. Steamboat Bill Jr. <laughs> Steamboat Bill. And and most people have, I've been saying it for years, you're not going to be able to put Mickey in everything. But immediately my, my feed's got like a gloveless, shirtless, uh, whites of his eyeless Mickey was a, on Nikes and like, well, you know, like custom Nikes. Mm-hmm. Immediately people started selling this because we haven't seen anything like this because blah, blah, blah. Well, Disney has Disney kept- and Mickey have been instrumental in pushing back yeah. the, the ex- expiration date on copyright mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. decades. Yeah. Like... Whatever it is now, it's ridiculous. People our age, like the, one of the reasons we, I mean, I mean, there's an exponential mass of things to consume, but one of the re- reasons why generations enjoy stuff is because it's public domain, because every school can do Peter Pan as a play, because every school can do Shakespeare. If you tried to do Disney's A Little Mermaid, they've been known to like send you a cease and desist you can't well, do that yeah, it's, their ver- it's more recent it's their version but this is where so i I've, I've been a buzzkill about this issue and i think i'm on the other side I of the from both so you guys funny. in two different ways number one is yes feeds began of like people using mickey but really it was just all the mickey memes and i kind of chimed in with you guys in, in our chat i'm like yo what's the fucking deal with the memes <laughs> like it's it's not, none of them are funny. None of them are that creative. And it's like, are people just doing this because they can? Like, you yes. feel like little shit's getting yes. away with something. The short answer, school? yes. But I wanted Matt to say this again, because it was so deadly the way you said it. And, and my response was, was also like, this is lame. And then you, we kept sending them to each other. And I'm just like, this is Mickey sucking his own dick. This is Mickey riding a ship make out of his own dick. And, and the reality is like, I said to Michael, you could have done this last week. Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. couldn't sell it in a Target. Mm-hmm. And, and now you can. <laughs> now you dicks are all over Target. <laughs> That's the thing. So I've been like, okay, 40-year-old people, please stop being little middle schoolers. Be like, hee, 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 I can get away with saying a swear <laughs> word. If I, 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 on I some level, I kind of get it. It's it's a middle finger to the company that has, you know. That's what I think most of it is. Is, is very lawsuit happy and has, you know, is responsible for pushing copyright as long as it well, has been. So that's the second Evil issue where I've been a buzzkill. And I... So what I read up, I'm like, I'm, this led me to the internets to, to figure out, well, why does public domain even exist? Because I kind of am of the opinion, Mickey Mouse is a character created by a company, that company's still mm-hmm. in business. Why the fuck should they have to give up any, any right on that character while they're still running? And then what I was able to find, like the reason public domain's a thing, it's partially what Chris said, it's, it's yeah. meant to be so that Cultural. people can create derivative works and it's meant to inspire creativity. But mm-hmm. the other part... And and that's more like a theoretical, like, hey, are you do you want to do that or not? And most people would say yes. But then the, the other part is like, well, the reason why we created this law is it's to prevent things where like a creator dies or a company mm-hmm. goes away. And then after 100 years, no one knows who owns the rights to this character to be yep. able to try to get co- to permission to use it. To which I would res- respond like, yeah, I think as a society, we've progressed past that. We have... 
the internet. We have public records. We Disney is not going away anytime soon. I I would go beyond that. And as someone who likes to regulate billionaires, I think if you create something great, you should only be promised maybe your grandchildren get to be spoiled pieces of shit. That's it. Great grand great grandchildren, you don't get that. The, the idea that you created something great and you're dead for 20 years and and I hate when we see estate arguments. Uh, some, but I, I get that. Like you'd want to provide for your family, but eventually, if you're not alive to see that family and they're just coasting on whatever you did, there's some kind of evil in that. Like where this sort of should belong to the world at this point. It's done what it's going to do, and, and and Disney. Part of what it does is being like a crazy marketing machine. Your fucking Mickey sucking his own dick won't be in Target, not because. Not just because Target doesn't want to sell something <laughs> where Mickey sucks his own dick. No, we're going to force them to. It's because marketing and distributing people have a lock on everything because of how fucking dominant this thing is. And it never should have gotten that way because we should have had new things come in at the same time. Marvel wouldn't have been attractive a buy if those characters had been in public domain, which they almost would have been uh, given their creation when it was... It started out being 70 years, if I'm incorrect, 60, 70 years. But yeah, like, I, I don't, I don't, I, th- I, mean, I don't. It was Death of the Author plus 50 years originally yeah, or 20 Great grandchildren like of mine I've never met and probably will never have. Fuck you. Make your own money. <laughs> I yeah. don't care. Inherited wealth is ruining the nation. Uh, I want to provide for my kids and maybe my grandkids. You That's do, why I think it's not. important. Great grandchildren, you do not get to collect residuals on the 14,000 games I will put Make on Steam next Make movies year. about how bad your great-grandfather is. <laughs> do that. <laughs> I don't personally that that's Chris, by the way. I don't, Matthew speaking, I don't personally believe inherited wealth is ruining the nation. I think I do. billionaires trying I to do. eat up the entire And most of that is inherited. Every billionaire we can complain about right now had inherited wealth. That's where the, where it came from. But there are and lots of people with inherited wealth who aren't the billionaires ruining The smart billionaires who shut up and don't need media attention all the time. Like, yeah, let me steal the money and never pay my fair share in taxes. Uh, anyway. But yeah. but yeah, so I don't but similar deal though. So that's that's you're saying like estates and families. But I I don't get why. Hey, if I'm Disney as a company and I'm still in business and I'm still using this character regularly and right. making money off it, and, and it's in my best interest to protect said character. And that's why I think they were able to to I, push things think, back for so long. I think they let it go because they don't need to protect the character. If they still own the copyright and the trademark. If you do something disparaging with Mickey. I think Disney Legal is going to have something to say about it, no matter what he looks like. No matter like ten years from now, when the at Mickey, least if, if you commercially do something, because uh, right? we were talking on another podcast, just like Mickey in the tuxedo, like that's a Disney Park thing, yeah, and that's from the seventies. But you know, as old as we are, that's only like twenty five. It's like thirty years off, maybe. No, I'm not doing the math right at all. But uh, but I, I don't. I think Disney will be able to figure this out. Uh, in a way that doesn't benefit anybody. And I don't know how people benefit from remixing Mickey Mouse either, but there there was a new trailer, Infestation 88, which was... Cha- I love stories like this, where it's like liberals on Twitter, leftists, leftists on Twitter, ruined this forever. Mickey Mouse 88, didn't you know the Nazis use HH, which is the eighth letter of the alphabet? Well, and like... 
I think it's it, either maybe it's a reference to 1488, which is like the 14 nope. words, 1888 characters. Nope, it's set in 1988. No, I, I'm saying it's it's not. I'm saying that's the the rationale. For I know, calling it but the adorable developers like, okay, sorry, we'll change the name. Yeah, it's just like I, like I listen up, leftist Lauren Hills. Not everything is everything. I don't think this is a Heil Hitler reference. Yeah, no, number one because of that, and also because it's like oh the. It talks about an infestation of vermin that needs to be expunged. Again, those are Twitter connections mm-hmm. you get from an outrage machine. Nobody else would make that connection had they seen the trailer or played the game. It's just <laughs> when when you're addicted to outrage, and that's all those platforms mm-hmm. are. And uh, anyway, but but more importantly, like Mickey, he's got a stupid looking horror movie <laughs> coming out. Um, like, does Steamboat anyone want to see this? Right. Like, what? You only want to see that if you want to stick it to Disney. And I know Matt. If you haven't listened to our Patreon, Patreon, like I was later time, Matt and I are really like diehard Disney fans, and I don't really want to see Mickey do shitty things. And I should clarify, I'm not like a, yes, the Disney company makes all this stuff, but I'm just like a, I'm not like a. No, shareholder, no, like I'm a Disney company. We're not fan. I'm a fan of their works. Yeah. Like, like when, you on, know, on, on a personal basis, I think that kind of shit is lame. When I saw that movie Death to Smoochie, I'm like, oh man, Mr. Rogers being awful. What a hilarious! Mm-hmm. Like, I think that shit is dumb. And uh, which I don't extend to Five Nights at Freddy's. Just saying, but uh, I, I think it's I think it's rote and stupid. And um, I, I was sort of with Matt when he was just like, I think this is sort of stupid. And like, I love yeah. this perspective. It is stupid. Yeah, it is. Somebody should it. say this. But, but and yes. then, oh, go ahead. And I was just going to say, like, you know, to, to understand why people are having this, you know, middle finger against Disney. Uh, I, I I wasn't sure if this was true. I went and looked it up while we were talking. In 1989, Disney actually threatened to sue a daycare in Florida because yes. it had yeah. paintings of yes. Disney characters on yeah, the walls. It's a real this story. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a real yeah. thing. But that was also during a horrible. They haven't been that terrible. Screening movies is where they've come down to be real pricks, and they have been mm. about screening Disney movies, which I don't know why they give away all their movies for like eight bucks a month now. Who gives a shit if someone wants to show their movie to elementary school or church? I'm not being pro Disney here, and. Because Usually I was on that side, and then and then Michael kept finding Mickey stuff that kept making me laugh. Which the the glorious awfulness of the internet, culminating in that AI generated picture of Park Mickey shooting a rainbow of diarrhea over rioting people at Disneyland, and I have laughed for thirty six straight hours at this image. <laughs> and I just want to share a personal story. I texted it to every miscreant asshole I know because it made me laugh so hard. I am also in a text chain involved in my aunt's funeral this weekend. Oh, no. No, no, no. This didn't, this didn't happen. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but it, all, it almost happened because every it, like if somebody texts me while this thing is in my copy-paste thing, they're getting the Mickey Diarrhea Rainbow. Which is, by the way, not even the hilarious. version of Mickey. Not to um that actually undercom- the meme. It's no, but that's what I love. It's like a riot of, of immaturity. <laughs> it's it's so immaturity, funny. but also people who clearly don't understand and copyright no. law or anything. You could, you could have done this yesterday and had an Etsy store Disney would never touch. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and uh, 
I love, but, I love like, how this issue has made everyone a public domain expert. Like clearly, yes, exactly. as you're hearing me on the show, I don't know. You, that no much one about is going to know what's going to happen until Disney successfully yeah. sues somebody, what will and they is will. Disney has to set the limits. They're they will. For the they will to figure out. They yeah. will define yeah. this, and if you think the rich company won't define it. I don't know what country you think you're living in, but you'll recognize <laughs> it when Donald Trump is president next year. Uh, I'm not happy about that. I'm just saying it's going to happen. Yeah. But but I was saying m- more like a, I almost texted that in the chat like, uh, uh, she's going to be buried here. I'm going to have the service here. And then almost paced. And then I thought, and I had to consult with several people, this is a sad time for me and my family. And the whole business I've done is try and entertain my relatives when they're at their most down. Why don't I intentionally paste this image in this group chat? Pretend I did it on accident. Inappropriate. Hold on. Hold on. And then every time they see me at the funeral, what would you do when you see me? Like, oh, God, sorry. None of y'all are supposed to see that. You would laugh at me and make fun of me. We would make a terrible situation Something we could all maybe Aunt Jane would be very upset. Everybody else, like okay. who cares? Okay, question: Would you have followed it up with like a oops? <laughs> yes, you know, I talk to people about that. I would be like, oh, so, uh, sorry, sorry, none of you were supposed to. Because like, then, yes, sorry, I would sorry, ridicule sorry, you at the funeral. It. And 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 I'm asking you whether I should do that right now with the funeral no. pending, but uh, oh, but. D- Absolutely not. I'm only trying to distract my relatives from pain and sorrow, but I also, the, the big reason I decided not to do it, and everybody told me not to, by the way, <laughs> is because uh, I don't want to steal attention away. I, I don't want to be the center of attention at a at a funeral, but I somebody tell me there's got to be a good situation. Make yourself... Fall on a sword, embarrass yourself while everybody is miserable. No, because okay, not to quote a Mickey meme from earlier this week. Don't be the the dog is blowing me guy at the party. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I, I I seriously I I I freak out every time I go to send you guys something on my phone now because iPhone has this feature. Where you're yeah. like, okay, I want to send this link. And it's like, do you want to text this to your mom or your boss? Here's big buttons yeah. with their faces. No, you have and, to uh, scroll down to the thing where it says copy. Good thing people never send pictures of their dicks via their phones, huh, boys? My, my like, mom and dad got me the Apple Watch SE, which I didn't have before. That picture shows up on your wrist. Yeah. Like oh, when wow. you're with your new girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, holy shit. There's many reasons not to do it. I still am like, I should do that. Like, I, I, I should entertain my relatives by pretending I'm an idiot. Uh, and just have them make mean, fun man. of me. There's lots of other more innocent Mickey memes at this point yeah. you can probably All right, find. just because you said that, it's going to be all Sonic now. Great. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever combined Sonic with another character on the internet before. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, it, what is fascinating is that we're going to actually be able to, to watch this law be defined. Yes, that's that. That's going to be. A, I don't know if it's going to be a positive side effect, but like, no, I, I no can't imagine had, it will be. No one had dared. It was like this weird standoff where no one wanted to blink, and it's like, okay, motherfucker, we're going to take the biggest, most popular character in the world, and that's going to be the guy we're building the trial around. It's it's not going to be like Felix the Cat over here. You know? I, I don't think. <laughs> Who was a representative for like eighteen bongs at one point, and is only five years older than Mickey? So, like, how did that happen? Uh, because public domain is is much weirder than you think. If it wasn't, our YouTube channel would still be monetized because we 
<laughs> the highest <laughs> trafficking videos are black and white Mickey cartoons. And, uh, but mo- more than anything, like, uh, anybody, anybody trying to say what they know is going to happen here. And this is going to be fascinating because, uh, I, I do think Disney let this go because it wasn't worth fighting anymore, but they know of a different way to fight it and they will. Did you see though, there was almost conspiracies like theories going around, like one of the reasons in recent years, the Walt Disney company as their logo intro, it's the flipbook mm-hmm. version of steamboat yeah. Willie where it's yeah. like, okay, that's them establishing a trademark for that specific usage yeah. of that scene. Yeah. Like I actually predict that's going to be the first thing to go mm. that, that, that will go the steamboat Willie intro because the castle intro will take over everything. But what, what I think will be uh, uh, amusing, you little independent games, do what you want. If multiverses tomorrow added Bugs Bunny fighting Steamboat Willie Mickey, that's when we're going to see a crazy argument. And I don't think Warner Brothers would risk that to no. do it. No I don't way. think they'd want a public domain character in there. Well, they, they wouldn't want to set either. precedent because they got plenty of characters themselves that mm-hmm. they want to protect. Are you kidding? That would break the fucking bank in terms of exposure for a game that's already been out and not very well liked if they put Steamboat Willie in multiverses. Well, and, they, but, get, but, they would have to revive the game from the dead first to do so because it's on Well, that it's supposedly hiatus. still coming out, Matt. It's not, it, we uh, just saw an early access version. Uh, but I'm saying something like that is going to need to happen before we see how this really shakes out. I don't think Disney's going to lose any power over this. They've been ignoring your Essie shit for years, people. Uh, so, yes. Anyway, we talked enough about that. It's fascinating. It, we'll see what it means for the world of video games. You blew my mind, though, by the way. One of you mentioned Five Nights at Freddy's. That is the perfect case. If I'm a lawyer, I'm making to see, look, derivative works totally yeah. fine and protected because yeah. those aren't actual Chuck E. Cheese characters. And I don't mm. think the Five Nights at Freddy's games would have benefited from using the actual Chuck E. Cheese characters. It was a, the fact that he was able to use his own inspired by is way better. Did the Banana Splits movie, <laughs> that a recognized Ooh. IP, which... I will have to explain that to listeners, but like we won't. There is a Banana Splits Five Nights at Freddy's movie. It came first. That and is a Hanna Barbera cartoon children's show. I think mm-hmm. it was officially licensed. Too. It was. Yeah, it was. It is very much under copyright for much longer than Mickey. Donald is still like ten years off. Oh man, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think there's there's. I, I keep seeing expensive shoes in my feed because I've been googling Mickey Mouse a lot. Uh, advertised to me and like I don't think you're going to make as much money on this as you think you're going to I just had a very terrible thought please this is the time to do it does this mean Steamboat Willie can join the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen (laughs) 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 all the public domain ass characters in one place like Dorian Gray, you man the guns, Captain Nemo. <laughs> Alan Quatermain meets Steamboat Willie. I mean, and then that, I think that's the irony people pointed out. Nobody has benefited more from the public domain than Disney. They own, own every public domain fairy tale. Every one. Just about. Mm-hmm. Except for Rumpelstiltskin. That's mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, or Hervé Villachez is the best version. Look it up. Um, <laughs> but, I believe but, you. But they, that Disney only adapted things they didn't have to pay for. It built their company, uh, movie-wise, from Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Little Mermaid, uh, Pocahontas. 
Uh, even that Frozen is based on history. Queen. It's not even a yeah, fairy tale. It's not a fairy tale. tale. Well, I know the story I know. they I, told was a fairy. That's tale. why I went <laughs> I, I still can't believe that happened in my lifetime. We're going to yeah, make a movie of Pocahontas that whitewashes everything we did, <laughs> and Vanessa Williams will sing for Pocahontas. Oh. And Mel Gibson's <laughs> not even the worst part of that movie. And Mel Gibson is it. <laughs> <laughs> why is Mel that the only Gibbons? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What? Uh, Mel Gibbons? Yeah. The Mel Never Gibbons. Mind. I Ugh. wants to see a picture with the Mel Gibbons. Uh, we should move along. <laughs> <laughs> please, I exalt you to try the Polymega and please look up the Mickey Diary Rainbow. <laughs> well, let's move along to the... Yeah. Question of the week. The community segment, which weeks. is always is segmenting our community. Yes, we, we posed this question of the week. In mid-December, before we started our Game of the Year stuff, uh, and now it's time to finally read some of the responses. So again, the question was, what is your personal Game of the Year for 2023? I guess, what was? Uh, Vincent Goodwin answers on the Laser Time Facebook, the official Laser Time community on Facebook, says, my Game of the Year is Mortal Kombat 1. The story mode was great and better told than their previous efforts. They also added live service seasons to the game where you unlock fall and winter costumes for the characters, which keeps me constantly coming back. Also, I ran a half marathon while listening to your part one podcast. Thanks for keeping me coming. <laughs> oh, thanks for bringing us with you. Thanks for making me feel like a piece of shit who's out of shape. <laughs> yeah, probably Matt the is the most out of shape of member of this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt is the only one who's seen a gym in like 20 years. <laughs> uh, it's true. Uh, I wanted to, to highlight Luke Baddies just because, like, I played Alan Wake 2 after we voted, mm-hmm. and I'm, I can't binge it, but I love it. Sorry, Luke Batty says, it's definitely Alan Wake 2 for Goaty for me. The first game was fine, but 2 is absolutely amazing. Great atmosphere and characters, some extremely creative moments, and a game world and progression system that makes you want to explore every nook and cranny to discover everything the game has to offer. I heard it hasn't been selling well, which really bums me out because uh, uh, it's one of the best new games I've played in years. I've been recommending it to as many people as I can, and I hope it starts to pick up through word of mouth because it seems like so many uh, who play it have similar feelings to me. Seriously, I can't recommend this game enough, and parenthetical, I especially recommend it to those who are Max Payne fans. Um, After 20 or so minutes in, you'll start to realize what I mean. Yes. It's amazing. And, and, And I... I don't know of a more most improved game from a one to a two <laughs> than an Alan Wake one and That's two. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Let's see. Nick Turner says Tears of the Kingdom is uncharacteristic mm. for Nintendo in that the game touches on heavy themes like duty, identity, and eternity. Although I suspect that the ending will not fulfill the potential of the story so far. Combined with the family loss and the mild deja vu you get from the reused map and general conceits of the series left me in a state of mind not unlike Jose Arcadio Buendia. Mm-hmm. Near the end of Gabriel Garcia Marquez's 1967 novel, 100 Years of Solitude. Therefore, my goatee actually goes to WarioWare. <laughs> Move it. <laughs> LOL. The sheer idiotic joy of pretending your ass is a stamp and doing squats while making sound effects per the doctor's orders is only enhanced by the frustration my children feel from getting absolutely destroyed over and over again by me when we play together. 
Get good, kids. <laughs> nice. Tight really? swerve, Nick Turner. Nice, that is nice a swerve. big swerve in the WarioWare movement. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Well, from Bisky, Blue Sky, uh, Paducan Arcade Podcast. Yeah. At paducan.bisky.social says, Sea of Stars has been my favorite. It gave me the same feelings as playing RPGs on my SNES 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, b- by the way, the Paducan guys love it when you say SNES. I know. <laughs> It's I their like favorite. Tease. I can't believe you say that. I can't believe you. It's, it's, it's Super Nintendo or SNES. Unless yeah. you're British, nope. then it's the SNES. It's however you want to say it. It's instantly understandable. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Yeah, you know what I was talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. tomato, tomato. Neither matters. It's true. <laughs> Someone read Van Davis. Uh, Van Davis says, I've tried other Bethesda games going all the way back to Morrowind, and I've never gotten further than a couple hours. Enter Starfield. I've had a rocket uh, blast with the game so far, the customization of ships, the many, many side plots, and the retro aesthetic really speaks to me. I can. I, I think I said this on the other podcast. cannot believe how many older friends of mine, I can't wait for Starfield, get Game Pass. I don't have time for Game Pass. So you spend $70 on Starfield? That's half a year of Game Pass. What are you doing? And they all did it because they're yeah. just old morons. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's, uh, well, for that game, that's pretty fucking stupid. Um, let's see, Shaquille Oatmeal <laughs> says, WWE 2K23 is my goatee. After last year's game got me into wrestling, good for you, I was hyped mm-hmm. for this year's installment. And while only making incremental upgrades, the gameplay was still great. Both career modes were interesting and pretty lengthy. And I've put in over 50 hours just doing exhibitions. That's insanely impressive. And yeah. Dave Rudden thanks you. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and we have a few from Twitter, uh, but for real, fuck this site. We should stop plugging it. Yeah, uh, Jack off jeans, baby. I want to be the. I want that to be our ad all year round. <laughs> were they, Jack wait, off they were jeans? jeans? I we just will assume they were sweatpants. Yeah, well, it has a big hole in the bottom, so you can whip your dick out like in a courtroom or but something. This and- is important. <laughs> wait, listen to me. This is important. Uh-huh. Is it actual jeans? It's denim. You can whip. No, your no, dick no. Out? It's sweatpants. Yeah, it's okay, sweatpants. Okay, of course, okay. it's sweatpants. Well, yeah, they can afford. And they're still eighty what bucks. What else would these people wear? Jeans would have been weird, but also hilarious. It's <laughs> the funniest ad I've ever. The, the poor built model who posed for that yeah like <laughs> I'm, I'm advertising what now look up jo pants it really exists and elon musk take took their money <laughs> they're they're don't look it's that hilarious. up anyone please oh, don't look that up so at gamer g-a-y-m-e-r says baldur's gate three of course but outside of that i have to say astral ascent a little bit dead Ooh. cells and a little bit hades mm-hmm. And a shit ton of hours of fun. Mm. Highly recommend for roguelite fans that may have missed this one. Heart. I did. Uh, thank you for telling me. I've never heard of it, but it sounds cool. Hell yeah. Let's see. Uh, Spectre Escape says, Baldur's Gate 3 easily. The conversations with friends about progress and choices alone made it enjoyable. Yeah. That, yes. Mm-hmm. Just comparing like the events that Michael and I have gone through, and to a lesser extent, Chris, because I know he has no patience for that game. Um, it's so weird. It's like almost like you're talking about two different games. It's it's fucking so good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, don't hate the game at all. By the way, listen to the game of the year. Um, yeah. uh, Shy guy Fox says, uh, "Is this what platform is this on Twitter? This is on the Twitter. 
Twitter. Uh, first, a quick PSA. In light of recent events in which Guy Fieri was seen palling around with disgraced twice impeached ex-president Donald Gistron, <laughs> um, I will I will no longer be using the name Shy Guy Fieri and hereby <laughs> renounce Guy Fieri and everything he stands for, including any and all references to Flavortown. <laughs> I will go by the name Shy Guy Fox because I'm sure a guy who died for the Catholics wasn't problematic at all. <laughs> now, on to the question of the week. I just want to sidebar. I, I'm not like a Seth Meyers show fan. He was talking about Flavortown, and he made a joke, like a punchline. Great bowling alleys in Flavortown. And then he took a really long pause. Terrible schools. <laughs> and it's one of my funny jokes the funniest jokes I've ever heard on late night television <laughs> uh, Shy Guy Fox says first let me point out that uh, this year we got a new Street Fighter a new Mortal Kombat a new 2D Mario and a new 2D Sonic and a Venom centric Spider-Man game is this the 90s again Anyway, my game of the year is Street Fighter VI. I love everything about the game, the roster, the gameplay, the art direction, the music. But what really put the game over for me was the world tour mode. Uh, getting to run around Metro City, preemptively attacking anyone I see as a blast. <laughs> uh, but what I love the most is all the interactions with the Street Fighters. Watching Ryu uh, try to figure out how to text is adorable. <laughs> he keeps putting his name in after every text and sends you. He sends you in uh, when he discovers a Emoji, he goes way overboard with with them. Meanwhile, E Honda is over here opening up his own sumo themed restaurant. And I I don't know if someone at Capcom has been looking through my search history, but the game is horny as hell. Both Manon Manon and Jury uh, would like very much to throw me on the ground and step all over (laughs) me, which I am here for. But Marissa, oh lordy, Marissa, first you have to help her choose between two suitors, a man and a woman, and then she decides to make it a threesome and then invites you to a foursome. And then she talks about how the ancient Greeks used to wrestle naked and ask you if you would be interested in joining her in some nude wrestling. Damn, girl! (laughs) This word's not mine. Uh, My only criticism of the game is that I had to contact my doctor as my erection lasted more than four hours. That's enough. Out of you. <laughs> nice. Uh, on threads, we have a couple of responses. Uh, CSL316 says, Sea of Stars. I like the messenger a lot, with the writing being part of that. So, an RPG with cool writers that understand what makes games fun sold me right away. The final game surpassed what I hoped for. They nailed everything from the art and music to the combat and pacing and storytelling. As the game went on, it just seemed to get better. I did everything I could, and since it's on Game Pass and PS Plus, I'll probably do it all twice more. As good as it gets for an RPG. Well said. Well said, CSL. Finally, we have a video response from Joe Italian last name, (laughs) who says... I'm here with the Get Bid Podcast. Uh, Answering question of the week, what is your game of the year? I had a long, hard think about this, because I've played quite a bit. Should be Spider-Man, considering the Scarlet Spider stuff I send you guys constantly. But, uh, no, actually, I'm going to say Cyberpunk. I got COVID, which is kind of surprising. I just now recently got it, like in August is what I mean. But uh, considering I'm a healthcare worker, I thought I'd catch it much sooner. But, you know, it happens. Uh, Anyways, so when I got it at the beginning of August, I picked up Cyberpunk 2077 Dirt Cheap. 
I've been playing it almost nonstop ever since. I've put in 225 hours into Ooh. a single campaign, uh, which is Female v. Street Kid. Phantom Liberty made it even better. Um, then 2.1 came out, and I exploited one of the perk, uh, perk glitches in there, and now I have almost every perk in the game. And 2.15 or 2.2, I'm not sure which, came out just recently, and now I'm having even more fun riding the sub Skyrail, walking around Night City with the uh, Walkman, uh, doing the new romance stuff, and I've also started a male V. Uh, mm. As a, not Aldicado, you could eventually be an Aldicado, but uh, a Nomad. There we go. Nomad. And uh, running around with this. I still prefer female V for the voice acting. But uh, yeah, game of the year, hands down. Cyberpunk 2077. That game turned around beautifully. Mm. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Hope you, everybody nope. had a good, safe Christmas and wishing nope. everybody a happy new year. Later. Thank you. I mean, technically it didn't come out this year, but uh, you could argue did. that it ended up at an early yeah. access thing. Where it's like the, the good version came out. Phantom Liberty came out. Phantom Liberty uh, came out and made it an all new game. So it's sure. it's it's nuts. That game got a second chance at life. Yeah, because uh, hard to say second chance. That game made like a billion dollars its first week. <laughs> it did. It, it it did. But it's it's like what was what, 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 No Man's Sky. It's mm-hmm. like more like kind, No Man's kind, Sky. It yes, kind of deserved what happened to Cyberpunk. Because it became what you actually wanted, and yep. man, but from a much smaller studio. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, new question of the week: What is your personal most anticipated game of 2023? What are you looking forward to the most? Um, I think for me, uh, at this point, I am super looking forward to Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. I know Ubisoft shell, but uh, and it's it's on the near horizon. I'm just, like, I really want people to discover this game and to find out what's cool about it. Uh, I think it's one of the best Metroidvanias I've ever played, and I'm excited to see what happens when it gets into people's hands. Uh, Otherwise, I'm super looking forward to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That's going to be really cool. I'm looking forward to the next chapter of whatever this becomes. I I loved uh, Remake, and yeah, I want to see what they do. Yeah, I... I, I didn't uh, broach the subject that much, but remasters, like, you know, mm. M- Michael typically is like, eh, it's not the same, but I gotta tell you, like, as far as PC gaming goes for me, my first real big PC game that I played in my house was Dark Forces. They're remastering Dark Forces. Up till now, there's only been the original and the PS1 port. Uh, it was really hard to play on PC in a post-DOS world until... They, I haven't played it in a really long time, but I have a ton of affection for yeah. Dark Forces. Why I like Star Wars games? I remember when I was reading through uh, Chris Baker's book, he says like talks about Dark Forces and says like uh, you know even though people tend to think of it as the uh, the steal the Death Star plans game, like there's so much more to this. And I pointed out like people think that because everybody just got the demo, which was the first level yeah. where you steal the Death Star plans. Yeah, I, I love that. I couldn't believe it existed. And nothing else like it existed for a really long time. And I'd, it's one of those things I'm super nostalgic for. And uh, Matt said something earlier this year. I would really love to go play it again like the way my memories are. Because every time it's much easier to download a PlayStation ROM and play it. And like, Jesus Christ, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I had in, in, in remixes, I am still 
I think Luigi's Mansion 2 is the best Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. I like that that's coming to Switch. And I think Paper Mario Hunt a Thousand Year Door is the best Paper Mario. And that's coming too. Nice. Yeah. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we captured most of mine on our list. So I will give a little love. And, and then I got to talk about Tekken 8 during new releases. So mm-hmm. I, I'm covered there. But I will give a little love uh, and and be the Sega total company man here. Um, but no, I'm I'm ex- actually super excited for Unicorn Overlord, the the new Vanillaware game. Um, yeah. And if you play Vanillaware stuff, these are the Odin Sphere people. These are the Thirteen Sentinels people. Like they Dragon's Crown. Like they they do a thing and they do it hella good. Um, and so they're really good at this style of game. And so I, I'm just hyped that they're coming out with an all new kind of, uh, IP. Can I, can I add something here? Cause I never got to do it during the game of the year segment. Sure. Karateka. I <laughs> thought Karateka was really big on my, per- like really high up on my personal game of the year. I can understand why a lot of people wouldn't like that because it's, uh, even I don't care about the car. I never grew up with it. But in terms of a package of what it is, amazing. Whatever Digital Eclipse is doing with a Jeff Minter story, uh, Llama World, what's mm-hmm. it called? Yeah, uh, Llama Soft, Llama Soft, the Jeff yeah, Minter yeah, story. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I don't know any. I didn't know who that guy was until he t- until he started tormenting my friend with T-shirts of Dan Amrick, who now works at the company making yeah. this game. <laughs> I am not trying to make anything awkward. But I love pointing it out. All all I knew about Jeff, I mean, I'd heard the name uh, throughout the years in the industry. He's the dude who who made Polybius a real game. Like he, yeah. he mm-hmm. um, Space Giraffe. I think he did Tempest two thousand. He did Tempest two thousand yeah, on the Jaguar. Yep, yeah, that, yeah. that's his. Which I think you'll be able to play. Oh, you were you were able to play that in the Atari uh, fifty? I think. Yes. yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and, you can. Yeah. But but a fucking fantastic game, like, and that's the, the, my first exposure to Tempest, and it's all because of him. And he's like this American dev. I don't think got his praises sung very well because we didn't really have an industry to do that at the time. You had to be real deep into the industry to know that, and we didn't have a lot of publications. Yeah. Uh, I loved the Karateka Gold series, and I want more of those forever. And cannot wait for the Jeff Minter thing. Jesus. Lamasov, yeah. Jeff Minter's story. Exciting. Mm-hmm. All right. So what is your most anticipated game of 2024? Let us know. Go to the official Laser Time group on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or ping us on Twitter, Blue Sky, or threads at VG Apocalypse, and we will read the answers on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Is there anything people should know about for the yeah, new year? Yeah, patreon.com slash laser time if you want to hear us argue over... <laughs> the game of the year entries and Matt yeah. turn everyone against each other. Ordering. And, and you can uh, listen, if you haven't already, you can listen to like what, the first 28 minutes? Yep, the first that. 28 minutes, 27 mm-hmm. minutes I record an intro and outro, but it's, uh, yeah. It, it's in the, your podcast feed if you're subscribed to us. Yeah, we gave you the free taste, man, but you know, the next one's uh, you gotta pay for, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Listen to Padukin, it's Adam's birthday. Um, a great show about arcade games, made by people who work in an arcade. Uh, love that show, and it's his birthday, and I'm going to the arcade this weekend, hopefully. Cool. I have to bring a potato dish. That's what's required. The image to the invite is Samwise Ganji. You probably know the one. <laughs> um, I don't know what to do. I can't cook very well. He's like, you can bring chips, dude. And like, that's not funny. Hmm. I got to figure something out. I'm thinking, how many spicy potato Taco Bell tacos can I afford? 
and bring into a get room. That family with pack, you get like twenty four mm-hmm. of them, baby. That's yeah, I think so for like twenty bucks. But it's like a bunch of tacos with no meat. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste. With bat with cold fries on it. <laughs> I, I used to Happy. always order Taco Bell like tacos with with beans and no meat, not because I was a vegetarian, but because I did not trust Taco Bell. <laughs> no, it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I heard I heard back in the day it was just ground up roaches. By the way, I did hear that, but I also knew friends that worked at Taco Bell. I have a friend who I can I can name tomorrow who jerked off in the the sour cream sauce. Can you name him tomorrow because he's on the Epstein uh, list? Oh, I don't have to. I, but again, <laughs> fingers crossed, Bobby Kotick is on that list. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hmm. All right. Well, that has been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, you can find us on Facebook at the official Laser Time community. Follow us on Twitter, Blue Sky or threads at VG Apocalypse. Follow me personally at Wikiparas. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Michael and I worked at a company and like uh, our internet's been dropping. And there was like an email, like not going to say who someone needs to stop torrenting curb your enthusiasm at work. And like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, what a stupid thing to torrent at work. And a terrible (laughs) use of company resources. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, imagine watching curb your enthusiasm. Like it's porn at your desk. Like, Ooh, this is going to be awkward. I hope my boss doesn't see me. I should be allowed to watch some curb your enthusiasm. (laughs) 